The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Every man has his techniques. And they're all different. They said you're not normal. Don't you sing R&B? I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. music she prefers. Uh, Cass back? Yeah. Get over it. Um, it's all downhill from here. Good evening. This is the, uh, this is my thumb clicking. Oh, no, that wasn't a good one. This one will be. There we uh. go. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative. My name is Ian Lee. You are listening to Talk Radio. You can listen to us on DAB. You can download the Talk Radio app. Of course, you can listen online at www. You'll have to guess the rest. Dot com. <laughs> I tell you what I don't like is the way people, um, right, say something complicated to me. Confused.com. Oh. I hate it when people do that. Are they still doing that? Yeah, they're doing that. They're doing that a lot. Uh, Confused.com. Uh, uh, I hate it. Just say, I'm sorry, what, what did you say? That's div.net, isn't it? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, bellend.org. <laughs> 
think I think it is. Really, really busy show this evening, guys. At midnight, we're going to go live to uh, America and uh, speak to Anne Moses. Uh, we've had her on before. She's fabulous. And um, well, but she edited um, Tiger Beat magazine, I think it was. I can never remember the name of it. I'll, I'll double check Find it. out before she comes I on. I will do. I will do. Uh, in the 60s. And she was like friends with Elvis and the monkeys. And uh, uh, she was going out with a BG and she hates Lulu. And she's brilliant. Um, I, I don't normally do this. But can I, um, what's, what, what would be, can I, um, let me think of a word. By the way, you can call in about anything. 0344 499 1000. Um, and I don't normally do this because we like on this show to celebrate the positive. Who are you moaning about then? No, I'm going to disrecommend, I'm going to unrecommend something. Okay. I'd like to unrecommend a book to you. And it's the book, we, we, we mentioned it briefly yesterday, but I'm aware that bank holidays are a strange beast in terms of broadcasting. So probably a lot of you weren't here. That's fine as long as you're here now. Um, but, um, it's by a drummer called Carmine Apice. Um, and his book is a piece of SH1T. He's a drummer. <laughs> and, um, it's good that, and I thought of that today when I was out walking the dog. Well, do they pronounce his name a piece though? I think, I think it's a piece okay. because a, an American said to me, Oh, you got the book by Carmine a piece. Okay. And he'd met him as when he was 12. So, um, he's a drummer. He was in Vanilla Fudge. He, uh, toured with Rod Stewart for a long time. Um, he co-wrote, um, Do You Think, If You Want My Body Come, what's, is that called Do You Think I'm do Sexy? Do You Think I'm Sexy. Do Ya, Do Ya Think I'm Sexy. Co-wrote that. And the, and I like my rock and roll tales of, um, chemical excess and, uh, Fruity business. Fruity business. Sexual badinage. Um, but his book is basically a long list of uh sexual assault actual i mean actual sexual assault told um in the voice of a man braggadocio yeah, yeah, I've, 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 listen, Catherine, when you were off for two weeks, um, I realised, um, that what was, you were, um, right, when you were away, this is the, the conclusion I came okay, to. Okay, go on. I'm Whitney Houston and you're Bobby Brown. I'm Bobby Brown? Yeah, oh, yes. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, and I thought I was definitely more Whitney. Offended? Well, that's your prerogative. Okay. Um, and, and, and you are, you are feeding me, uh, crack cocaine. What, with long words by being by being dismissive of me so yes i know words like braggadocio braggadocio that's not how it's now no i think it's with an o do you <laughs> do you want do you want to d- make this three nil in terms of the pronunciation <laughs> guy do you want to do you want to it's probably uh, oh, right hang on a minute let's hang on a minute let's find it we'll stop the show braggadocio pronounce oh oh mate it's not spelt with an o it's spelt with an a here we go guys here we go listen yeah with an braggadocio yeah. or braggadocio yeah. braggadocio yes i'm saying it's with an o i said it right you said with an a there's two a's in there so uh, twice <laughs> twice the a's you were talking about anyway. Anyway, I'm Whitney Houston, and I don't want to die in a bath. I want to fly, and I want to have my fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh um, seasons of Man. Mm-hmm. So, Bobby Brown, I'm saying no, no to you. And my facts. Yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, like like uh, like lancing a boil. Wow. 
Ow! No, no, I didn't mean it like that. You did? Oh, God, I didn't mean it like that. It's a Freudian uh, slip. No, slip. no. Um, like, pulling off a plaster, the best thing is to do it quickly. Good evening, Alan. Hip, hip, hip. Okay. I mean Blackpool. Fantastic. There we go. You see, it's done. It's done. It's done. We've done it, and it's done. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. What is, what is an Indian summer? Now, b- think before you drink, before you drive. Uh, clunk, click, every trip. Um, uh, the, 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 let the, tr- let the train take the strain. I think two of those three slogans I mentioned were voiced by... Jimmy Savile. Thank you very much indeed. Go to work on an egg. Um, uh, well, yes. Um... You have been, haven't you? I every have been. Day. Not today, I didn't have my omelettes today. Because um, um, I didn't have omelette today, but I'm losing weight, guys. Uh, um, sub 15 stone for the first time. 15, 14 stone, 13 and three quarters. I'm clinging on to those three quarters. Um, I'm having uh, breakfast is generally an omelette with a little bit of spinach on the side. Plain omelette. No cheese in it. Hey. And then um, then I won't eat until I come in and I'll have a low calorie sandwich and an apple. And uh, yes, I am miserable. <laughs> but because, uh, because... And yes, I am eating chocolate in secret. She is. Here's the thing. Um, here's the thing. An Indian summer is something... It's not just a summer that goes on a bit. No, it's not. It's it a it spe- starts late. Right. Tell, tell me. Tell me an Indian summer. Tell me what it is then. Tell me... G- g- I think an Indian summer... Yeah. ...is a summer that start. You know, traditionally, summer's supposed to start in May, June. The darling buds of May, all that. No, what are you doing with I'm, your belt? I'm, I'm adjusting my belt. Uh, no, that's I'm... an exciting fact, but please. Summer starts in June. May is spring. It's a, Well, supposed to start... Okay. At the end of May. Anyway, anyway. June. An Indian summer yes. is one that doesn't kick in till like now. Incorrect. Oh go on. Incorrect. An Indian summer, I believe, starts in September. It's nearly September now. No, but it's not. It's August. You you can't be you can't be so vague with the ending and the beginning of months. Like that that is not it's not you don't get a calendar and at the end of uh, end of February it kind of it's twenty Two twenty, oh whatever. Just go to just go to March now. You can't do that. It's yeah, very got, very specific. You got me there. You destroyed me. Go very on. specific. So it, it um, an Indian summer I believe begins in September. So the front page of the Daily Star, and this is interesting because we've had a lot of people recently, nut jobs, phoning in complaining about the mainstream media. And I'm st- I'm trying, I'm really trying. If you if you're one of these people, if you're listening at home now and you're one of these people that that that, that thinks the mainstream media is out to lie. David we spoke to yesterday. Oh, Sterling, just just at the end, just at the end we got the the, the his um, fears about the mainstream media lying. Everything in the media is lying to us. He right? said on the radio. Yeah, that's owned by Rupert Murdoch. Um and so the front page of the Daily Star I'm trying to look through the eyes of people who mistrust the mainstream media. I'm questioning everything. Absolutely question. Tonight, this is what we're going to do. We are going to question every story that's presented to us in the newspaper. Does the Daily Star still qualify as a newspaper? Shut it's up, It's pretty man. much porn for cowards, isn't Shut it, these days? Up. No, it's not, actually. It's, um, let's go to page three. I bet there are no tits. Oh, no, there are tits. Indian summer set to last a month. Okay. Sizzling Britain is set to enjoy the hottest Indian summer for 11 years with temperatures of up to 31 degrees C next month. So September or October, if you're Catherine. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sun seekers hit the bank holiday, but but uh, hit the bank holiday beaches yesterday while Spain's Costa del Sol was last rain. Turn to page five. So, th- but there, an Indian summer. I don't think an Indian summer can be hot in August, then hot through to September. That I don't think that's an Indian summer. It's called summer. I think it's got to be, and it, it's it's got to be like. I think it's got to be summer, September, and maybe the first week of October as well. Does anybody, does anybody know, dear listener? Do we have any Indians listening? Uh, no, it doesn't work like that. Well? Um, uh, uh, hottest Indian summer for 11 years. Here we go. Britain is poised. Remember, we're looking all of these stories through the prism of people who do not trust the mainstream media. 0344 499 Britain is poised for the hottest Indian summer for 11 years. Uh, with forecasters predicting uh, experts reckon temperatures will soar over the next few weeks after the nation basked in glorious sunshine yesterday um 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 yeah it doesn't give the definition of what an indian summer is and I, 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 and so i think they're just throwing the term um, which is actually, um, guys, a little bit racist. Um, uh, I think they're throwing the term around willy-nilly with nary a thought for what it actually means. Do you also think that they're trying to push some kind of um, hippy-dippy, eco-friendly idea of, you know, supposed climate change, which, of course, is a conspiracy cooked up by the MM mainstream media, MSM? Well, but no, no. No, 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 I'm no. I'm sure no. there's probably Hang something on, on YouTube about well, it. Well, can we clarify something here? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Mainstream media, uh, media. People often shorten it to MSM. Mm. Well, it's not. Mainstream is one word. Where have you read that in the mainstream dictionary? No, it is full. Uh, I, I saw a video about it on YouTube. MM. Yeah. So can we stop? Can we stop calling it the MSM because that is that is fake news i don't want to focus on that and and detract from the bigger picture but that's the doorway to the gallery that houses the bigger picture it's not msm it's mm and the melody maker isn't in existence anymore so there's no confusion to be had oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand i feel today's going to be um going to be a great show guys this is talk radio Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I cannot stress enough. You guys can call in about anything. David, I'll come to you in a second. Couple of uh, let me do two quick plugs. First plug is this Sunday, September the third. We are having our second game of Had Stroke Tag Stroke It. Um, if you want to come, everybody is welcome. Um, yes, uh, it's at three o'clock this Sunday. Uh, we're going to meet near Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park and we'll play for about an hour with breaks. The games will be the rounds will be eight minutes each um, and we'll be playing various different variations of, of, of tag. But, but primarily it will be one man he. Um, the last game, uh, as is tradition at these events, will be all man heat. Don't worry, it'll be explained on the day. Kids are welcome. Um, um, uh, it's being filmed. Uh, we make a nice little psychedelic movie out of it, which would be lovely. Mugger Harris is doing that, which is great. And everybody is welcome. So that's this Sunday. Uh, after I do the version show, we're going to uh, pop up there, get a bit of lunch, light lunch. Uh, and then we're going to play tag, stroke, had.
had to stroke it for about an hour. He'd come and take pictures and, you know, shake hands and stuff like that. And if you, uh, um, we'll record it, we'll do a little 10 minute, 15 minute recording of it. We won't do a full hour like we did before, but we'll certainly make, um, play some of it on the air. So you're welcome to that. Um, second and final ad for now. Sunday, September the 17th, Catherine and I are doing a live show in London. It's our only live show in London this year uh, at King's Place. We are recording three or four episodes of our podcast, The Rabbit Hole. Um, you are very welcome to come along. Um, we've not quite sold half the tickets for the room. It's a very big room, but um, that doesn't matter. It will sound a bit echoey. So if you feel sorry for us, um, buy a ticket, give it to a homeless person as well. That's absolutely fine. Um, I think tickets are about 12 12 quid for that one it's the most expensive one we're doing bless you bless uh, miss those miss those um miss those untimely rude interruptions god i miss those um and uh, so that's sunday 17th september it's our only show that we're doing in london uh, this year of the rabbit hole uh, if you go onto google and type in rabbit hole ian lee king's place Catherine boyle so a combination of those things it will pop up it's in the evening of sunday uh, the 17th september and king's place is a very very delightful delicious venue let's ask david badcock david are you coming to either of those events no. Okay, that's unfortunate for you, but that's very, very lucky for us, David. Hey, a good evening to you, a good evening to Kath, and a good evening to the Cock Lovers. Oh, the what? What the hell? The Cock Lovers, my fan club. Is that what you're calling it? Yes, they love uh, no, me, David Babcock. The Cock Lovers, how are you? Nat, uh, Michelle, yeah, I. CJ. Can I, may I... Uh, I've been in show business. It's going to be my 20th anniversary of professional show business next year. And we're going to celebrate. There's going to be parties. Uh, I think there's a TV special. I think the 11 o'clock show gang getting back together for uh, an hour-long special on Channel 4. It's top secret. I shouldn't mention that, primarily because it's, it's just a fantasy in my head. But um, uh, ca- can I give you just a little bit of advice? Would you mind? Go ahead. Um, by calling your uh, fan club the Cock Lovers, you could be you could be giving people the wrong end of the stick so to speak why is that why is that well cock also means rooster right cockerel it's short for cockerel um and so you might get lots of people joining up foul 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 fans foul fans yes exactly i've been in some clubs before and they're always very very careful about what they call them because you want to make sure you give them the right names and you don't attract the wrong sort of clientele yes for example for a long time i was the very youngest member of the girls friendly society oh yeah in the manchester area girls friendly society Mm -hmm. the the gfs is that a gay a gay club for women no is it not well, hang on a minute. Well, the gay, the, say it again. The Girls Friendly Society. Yeah. It's, it's gay. No, it was cheap guides. Sorry, there were cheap guides. Well, if you couldn't afford the uniform for guides or brownies, right? You went to the Girls Friendly. You went to the Girls Friendly Society oh, and all you a, had to get was a neckerchief. I thought it was a lesbian thing. I wasn't, I wasn't being flippant. I was, that was me actually being uh, liberal and, and elitist. No. Um, so you, there was a, wasn't there a cheap version of the Cubs as well, which I wish I'd joined because then I wouldn't have been uh, molested. Are you, are you that's, think- that's not a joke. That's a fact. Wasn't there? You're thinking beavers because no, that's just beavers, younger Cubs. Beavers was invented. Beavers is. I don't agree with beavers. Uh, I was in the beavers. Sorry. I was in the beavers. Okay, but there was no. There was. Wasn't there a cheap version called like? Um, uh, it was called like um, little bears, or wasn't there? So there was something. Was there? There was some oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'm pretty sure there was something called um, 
um, the, the Blue Rivers or Little Bears or something like that. I'm sure there who, was. Who, who was that? That famous guy in the, the, the 70s, the entertainer. He, he, he liked kids, didn't he? Who was that? Um, gonna have to narrow it down a little bit. I thought he... He always seemed to have kids around him. Was that, is that what you're thinking? No, 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 it's not what I'm thinking at all. You're ve- being very um, off-colour tonight, David. Very off-colour. What's going on? Isn't he? He's deteriorated. Hey. His, his mental condition has deteriorated. You know the... why? He's been entered too much recently. Exactly! Have you had a busy uh, weekend, David, with the spirits? Uh, uh, no, but no, but I'm, I'm going on a paranormal investigation this weekend. Are you? With, with my good friend uh, Richard Holder. So he, he, he's, he's been a good Hold it? Person. His name's Richard Hold it? Richard Holder. Rich, so so <laughs> if you were to set up um, an investigation service, you'd call it Holder Babcock? But hang on a minute. Are you saying his name is Dick Holder? Is that what you're saying? Is it really Dick Holder? You saying yep. that? Say it. Everyone, everyone makes that joke, but um... <laughs> you should. Here's one thing I've learnt, guys. You should never make joke jokes about someone's name. No. Never. It's the lowest, lowest, lowest. But Dick Holder. Oh. Hey, I'm, I didn't make that. His name's Richard Holder. Yeah. Okay. Fine. 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 And then we're going paranormal. What would a Dick Holder? Let's not go there. Um, where, where are you going to go? Um, ghost hunting, Dave. Well, I don't want the uh, the cock lovers to follow me around, so I'm not going to disclose that. I'm going to say cock botherers. <laughs> cock lovers. Oh. I, I'm, listen, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lay down the law because I, 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 by the way, can we uh, tomorrow? I'm going to phone Ofcom up. I think it might be qu- easier for everybody if we just do the show from their offices. I think that's probably going to be it'll just save everyone so much time. We'll just do the show from the Ofcom offices. Do you think? Can, can you sort that out for yeah. us, Kath? I think that'll make like I've got one's feed dial. I'll just give him. A, yeah, I I'll it, drop him a text. It'll just it'll just save so much paperwork um i'm afraid if you if if you're gonna b- persist well here's the thing david we are not allowed to promote individual fan clubs on the show so if you continue to um boast about your fan club then i'm afraid we will have to uh enact the paul from liverpool clause and ban you ian yes are you I'm drunk having- no, of course I'm not. You sound, you sound absolutely steaming tonight. Right, right. I might have had half a glass of wine, but <laughs> it's, it's nice having Kathleen back in too. Well, okay, mate. Thanks He's for definitely it. had more than one. Thanks very much for calling. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Evening, G. I'm a proud cock lover. Oh, God. Thank you very much for uh, for calling. There we go. You see, I mean, that's, really. that's that's that. Um, you've not missed a lot, Catherine. Um, it would appear not. You've not missed a lot. Oh three four four, four nine nine, one thousand is the telephone number. I had a bit of luck today. Um, took the dog out for a walk. We go for the poor dog. She's only wasted. She's got tiny legs. Right. I um, know the feeling. And um, but I, I power walk mm, now. Stride. I power walk because I'm trying to lose weight. So we go for we go for a nice. It, it, it takes about forty five minutes. Round Windsor Great Park. And we we steam it. She can't keep up with me. I had a real twist of luck. Lady Luck looked down upon me today and she smiled and she gave me a cheeky wink and um, a pat on that ruffled my hair, which was nice. I'm walking over a little bridge and I I made point of going to this bridge because it's it's a little stream. I want to go there with the boys. It's nice weather. 
they go and paddle in the stream, and it's fantastic. You, 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 so the, 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 they take off their shoes and socks, and they go and paddle in the stream, and the dog goes nuts in there, and they make um, thumb pots out of clay. Because I don't know if it's clay or mud, but they, yeah. It's mud, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It might be faecal matter. And they make little thumb pots, and then they leave them to dry, and I go back and I pick them up the next day. Oh, it's do good. you? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. But they'd um, found some, again, probably faecal matter. They'd found this kind of brown stone that if you wrote, you could you could <laughs> colour in, and they colour... They, they, hang on. Sorry? They found a brown stone. Yes. Oh, dear, that's definitely a poo. Um, and they coloured in a wall. <laughs> they did they colored in a wall did they write their names no 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 just colored in a wall colored in a wall and i went back i thought i wonder if that um, wall they colored in is still colored um we don't say that these days do we sorry and um and i did and it was I went, oh that's nice I'll, I'll tell the boys it's very persistent stuff you see but then i then i, I turned i turned look down look down on the floor 15 knicker Woo! a tenner and a fiver just there just on the floor and I looked around, I looked, I looked behind me, there was nobody. I looked to four, there was nobody there whatsoever. And I looked around, I thought, whoa, this is a, this is a predicament, right? Um, but not, not a massive one. So I picked it up and I trousered it, 15 quid. And I did think, well, you can't take it into the police. I did consider it, you can't take 15 quid into the police. Because you, you wouldn't go to the police going, oh, the, 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 the let's be honest. The, the coppers would buy it, go out and buy a round of drinks. That's what they would do. And, and you wouldn't go to the police station going, I, I lost some money when I was out walking my dog, right? Also, it was in Windsor, and so everyone there is loaded. Yeah. And um, I thought about, well, maybe I should give it to charity. I thought, no, 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 I won't, actually. Charity can get knotted. Charity, there's, there's enough you money. You do enough, you give and give, there's don't enough, you? Well, no, not me personally, but, oh, no. but, but people as a whole... I give and give, yeah. Give loads to charity. I thought, no, there's no charity for me. No one set up a fund for me. And 15 quid right now would suit me down to the ground. So I, um, I pocketed it. Here it is. There's a £5 note. There's a tenner. Look at that. Look at that. Didn't have that this morning. And I didn't do any work for it. What if there's an old lady at home now thinking, oh, I can't buy my groceries that would last me Well, all she week. needs to be taken into social care because if she's walking around with money falling out of her pockets, then she, um, that just shows just how screwed up the system is. Mm. Um, so that is good. She needs to learn. So I'm going to become a scavenger, I've decided. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to scavenge. And I'm going to try and get by um, by not buying anything and not spending anything and not earning anything and we're just going to see how that goes for for six seven months see how that goes throughout the indian summer mm. oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand this is the late night alternative this is talk radio set free your mind let your fancy take flight conversation gets curiouser by the glow of moonlight the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio they're good, them trails, and they've got some brilliant ones as well with the uh, different callers and stuff saying stuff in. They're brilliant. And I happen to know, because I asked for it, that they are busy, not now they've gone home, but they are making trails for the hashtag radio lock-in feature that we have been given permission to try once. We have been given permission by our boss, boss to try once. If the show is going really well, and it's uh, we get to sort of about ten to one, and we think, well... 
I don't think the show is quite finished. Um, how about we stay for another half an hour or another hour? I mean, in theory, what time does Paul Ross start? Is it six or seven? Yeah. Six. Six, I think. Six till ten. Um, in theory, we could carry on until six. That's unlikely. I'll be honest with you, but it's a possibility. Um, so, and they're making trails for that, which I'm very excited about. So it means that if we go, oh, let's have a hashtag radio lock in. Um, if the shows are rocking, are we're going gonna to have a radio lock-in. Are you going to trigger an alert? We tra- trigger a, a, an alarm and an alert, and it goes, this is a radio lock-in, Ooh. something like that. So that's exciting. I don't think, judging on the first 32 minutes of the show this evening, that tonight will be the premiere of the uh, radio lock-in. But no no one else in the uh, the country is, is doing... No one else has ever done this before, where you can have... A, a flexible end to a show. So no one tells Scott Mills. <laughs> God flipping it, jeez. Um, but but my kind of thinking behind it is that um, um, nighttime overnight radio is dead. Right, it's dead. And there's, there's stuff on Talksport which we simulcast here, which is great if you like sports. Right, I don't really like sports, and those boys do a cracking sports show through the night. Good luck to them. But I don't really like sports. What I like to hear throughout the night is um fruitcakes lunatics um members of fringe societies all these kind of things and and that just isn't catered for you know you i i, I flick between um um uh bbc5 live a bbc local radio station um a, a london national radio station on the drive home and I, I play a little bit of topic bingo with myself and i mean what will they be doing uh, what will they be doing today oh they'll be doing uh, the front page of the daily mail mp's anger as christian girl forced into muslim foster care boring yes, that'll be, that'll be they'll there. be doing that um i don't that'll know be what... some sort of brexit angle um, oh, and there'll be, there, there might be something about um, North Korea as well. Those, those are the three that I would bank on as as being part of the overnight uh, uh, phone when I drive home. I'm, I don't, I couldn't, I, honestly, I could not give a stuff about any of those stories. I couldn't care less. I did hear a rather delicious tidbit on the way home yesterday. Oh, though, yes. Which was an elderly man. Yeah being asked, a pensioner, I believe in his 80s, yes. being asked under what circumstances he would resort to prostitution. Oh. oh and he said if his pension got low enough, he'd think about it. Did, did that actually happen? It happened. Oh, I thought I dreamt that. <laughs> oh, I thought I dreamt that. It's real. Yeah. Oh, I thought I dreamt that. Isn't that funny? I must have dozed off with that on. I I heard that. That was good. That was good, actually. (laughs) That made me chuckle. But I've been listening. Partly prompted by the, the, uh, in inverted commas, and italics, uh, author's own, um, uh, the pranksters that we had last week that were really poor. And I've been online looking at... um, some sort of phone pranks and people aren't but there's some are awful i mean they're awful the new ones being done so i've been delving into a lot of old um talk radio which is primarily lbc um also some stuff from talk radio and, and, and speech radio i should say and um listening to the delicious the wonderful peter cook calls to someone who i genuinely think is I think he's the, I think he's the best person working on radio at the moment and people will go up when I say it I genuinely mean this Clive Ball I think he is for so many reasons I think he is borderline genius at what he does Shall we play one we can play one can't we no one's calling in so we might as well um let's, uh, t- so so Sven from Swiss Cottage right 
was, um, so Clyde used to do the show, again, it was a radio innovation through the night, and it went on, I think, from one o'clock till six o'clock in the morning. And um, he would do some kind of corny stuff, you, you know, they'd have corny features and stuff, but also anyone could phone in, and the kind of people that phone in a radio show at half past three in the morning are different from the kind of people that, that phone in a radio show at half past ten in the evening. Well, because the vibe is different oh, as well. Yeah. It's a lot more confessional. And people- so, sometimes I feel that the, this is why I'm keen for the radio lock-in to be a success, is I because you can feel things shifting at about half past twelve, yeah. and we we just get like 25 minutes of that, and then we've got to go home, and I'm kind of thinking, well, where else could this take us? So, um, it late, mid to late eighties, um, uh, um, Peter Cook would get very, very drunk and he was very lonely, even though he's married, he could be, he was quite lonely and morose, I think very bitter about Dudley Moore's success and he'd get drunk and he would phone up Clive Ball as Sven from Swiss Cottage and it was, it was delicious. I'm going to play you one. I'm going to play you one. There's seven of them. I've not heard all seven for ages. I'm sort of going through them slowly. Um, and, and I know Clive a bit and he, he doesn't, I've emailed him to find out it, it, at what point throughout the seven calls did he realise that it was actually Peter Cook that was, was phoning in. He's not got back to me, but I'm, I'm pretty confident for this first phone call. He knew it was someone doing a prank, but he didn't know who it was. Right. And so if any of the pranksters are listening, just listen to this, right? It's charming. It's not mean. The presenter and the caller are both having fun. They both know they're talking nonsense, right? And there's a couple of really good gags in it. There's a great line. The theme is about him losing his his wife going off. And there's a great line in another one that I won't play now, where he says, "I've I've." Sven says, "Oh, I've." Um, come to the conclusion that my wife will not come back, come back, and but I'm feeling good about it. And Clive says, "Oh yeah, you sound, you sound like um, you you you, you sound full of life, Sven. This is great." He says, "Yes, yes, I'm grabbing life by the throat and I'm going to throttle it and then kick it to death." And it's just a great line. I'm grabbing life by the throat. I'm going to throttle it and then kick it to death. What a great line! So this is the first call, and this is just this is delicious. Have a listen to this. Is the computer up? No, there we go. There we go. Why is it not playing? Computer, play. Hang on a minute. What's going on? Oh, I know why. Oh, I know why. Hang on a minute. Tell you what, let's do a break. We'll come back to it after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, so here we go. This is from... I don't know what even what year this is. I want to say mid to late 80s, but... Um, I don't, I don't know. So this is, but it's about half past three, four o'clock in the morning, right? And this is Peter Cook phoning up Clive Bull. And Clive, I, I think, pretty, pretty sure for this f- entire first call. He knows it's a prank, right? But he doesn't know that it's Peter Cook. Have a listen to this. This is great. Here we go. Yeah. Well, I, we go. I think she should have some Manx cats. Them's the ones without the tails. Ah, uh, yes, that's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you, Lorne. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Then in Swiss Here Cottage. Oh, hello, Mr. Bull. Hello, Sven. Yes, I'm, I'm uh, only a visitor here from, from Norway. And I listen to the program and think one wonderful thing because in Norway, the phone-in is mainly devoted to subjects of, you know, that like fish. Like fish? Yes, we, we have a phone-in. We have a fish phone-in. 
Norway time. Yes. When people ring up for one hour, and the gist of it is um, things about you know is is a carp very big or is a is a tench very big or you know oh. and how big Ooh, is a carp? And very interesting. It, it goes drags on and on all night, and it's so nice to come to this country. Hmm. And here's people talking about, the, well, you know, uh, Parliament and taking clothes off and uh, singing. In Norway, all we get is this fish, fish stuff going on and on. Hmm. Yes, I, I imagine it would begin to drag after a while. Have, have you ever done a swap with Norway? <laughs> a swap with Well, I'm not sure whether I want to inflict the fish upon my listeners. Well, no, we have other things. It's only 11 to 12, the fish. You have a, fish a, a fish hour. In. The fish phone in. A fish hour. Mm. Fish well, hour. We have been toying with the idea. Out of fish. I mean, fishing is very popular over here as well. But not. Well, it's nice to go out and mm. cast your flies on the water, but <laughs> surely not listen to it every night, 11 to 12. Well, I don't know. I mean, th there has been um, a rumour about the place that LBC is going to start up a new fish wash service. What, washing the fish? No, watch. On the air? Fish watch. Fish watch? Yes. Well... It's going to be a bit like the top 20 share check. What be, is in, in, in your area at the moment? It's, it's going to be sort of reg regular the, fish updates through the day. Or the carp is numero uno over there. Yeah? <laughs> but it's, it gets so every week it is number one. Mm. And we have uh, this sometimes, not only you have the live fish phone in, yeah. But you also have a lot of conversation later in the night with experts really? talking about tin fish and frozen fish. And it is so nice to hear mm. people talking about other things. Well, I'm, I'm afraid we, we were talking about gefilte fish. We have a whole gefilte hour <laughs> in the afternoon. Well, yes. It's a children's program. Yeah, I, children's I think it's program. a very good idea, Sven. But, uh, but for one hour, all about gefilte, and how many times mm. can you spell that? And we have little yeah. quizzes and games like what is an anagram of gefilte, and nobody in Norway knows. I, we, we've tried so hard. Do you know one of that? <laughs> gefilte, how does that swap around? Mm. Well, uh, what's gefilte in Norwegian, anyway? Oh, it's the That's same. There's a lucky break, eh, Sven? Well, I'm yeah. certainly... Mm. So, it's, uh, it's I might, very interesting. I'll tell you once, yes, uh, probably silly of me to ask, but uh, my wife, Jutta, yes. fled to London <laughs> a week fled. ago. Fled? It's usually the word to fled. Yes, to, to either to get away from the fish phone-ins or otherwise to get away from me. Yes, or both. But uh, she left a note saying, the fish and you are... Oh, I can bear. Yeah. And if you, I wondered if you could, through your uh, radio service, put out a message that if Yuta is fed up with the fish, well, that's fine. I am a forgiving man. Mm -hmm. uh, and if she's fed up with me, contact me through the. Mm. Uh, can I mention the name of the hotel? Uh, well, no, I'd rather you didn't. I think she'd better contact us and we'll put the two of you in touch. Sven? Because she's, a, she's a, a very tall... Right. Okay, uh, well, uh, we'll all look out for her. Look out for a tall Jutta from uh, the Swiss cottage area. Sven, thank you very much indeed for telling us about the Norwegian phone-in program. Then listen to the next call. Uh, do sound awfully dull. Uh, what do you think about having a, a fish hour? <laughs> what do you think, Madeline?
<laughs> Isn't it good? I love it. And it's just they're wonderful. And there's, there's seven of those on there on YouTube. Um, and it's just little words he f- throws in. She fled to London. Who says fled? My favourite was his, I'm a forgiving one. <laughs> and it's just, it's delicious. And he's not trying too hard. It's nice. I mean, Peter Cook was a genius, an actual genius, you know, so there's no denying that. But it's just, it's just that relaxed conversational thing. And he's, he did it because he was bored. And he was probably at Rainbow George's house, his mate. And he was, he was go on, phone up, go on, phone up, phone up. All right, then, yeah, I'll be, I'll be Sven from just making it up off the spot wonderful wonderful oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand if only we had a famous bored comedian that would phone this show huh guys turns to camera looks evening pablo hip 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 how do how are you doing good thank you good thank you good thank you oh i'm knackered why are you knackered mate I've been running around back there, London, all day. Um, I dropped fifteen pounds. Oh! I've been looking all over. Wait, well. um, I was hoping I've been to every station because they check the serial numbers and they, they call up the people. Uh, they can check cash records. What? Um, I don't know. I don't. Mister Lee, not live here no more. I don't know what you're talking. Does, does anyone ever? If, if I lost, if I lost, imagine I lost a thousand pounds. Right? I still wouldn't go to a police station because. Why would you go to a police station? Well, I don't know. Um, when I was a teenager, we found some uh, travellers' checks, uh, <laughs> travelers quite a large checks. amount of money in travellers' checks, yep. all written out in a, in a, a German oh. name. Um, yes, and uh, we we did try and work out different ways in which we could potentially procure them, but we ended up handing them in at the police station because we, we were good boys. Really, don't really know. And I've never understood this. And even when I went on a holiday abroad with my family as a kid, once, and we had travellers' checks, I don't really know what a travellers' check is, what you can, where you can use it. It's supposed to be like a safe way of having money, but it's not money. It's like a really old-fashioned version of a really old-fashioned thing. Well, it's like a cash check, that's the equivalent, but it's basically it's for the exact reason that you, you, you're saying, that if somebody loses it, then it's all insured and you can get it, you can get it straight back, oh. unlike real money. Which oh. Would, or you just keep it. your wallet in your pocket. Well, no, don't you remember? When I was a kid and you went to Spain, they used to always be saying... Oh, I didn't go be... to Spain with you as a kid. Why would I remember this? Well, no, this? but they used to always be saying, you be careful because you get robbed. People were getting robbed a lot more, it seemed, back then. No, they like weren't. Like people going past on scooters and nicking your handbag. Yeah, 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 it happened. You've, you were bought into the um, MM's mainstream media, mainstream John Word. I don't think the mainstream media existed Of course in it the did. 1980s. It was all Freddie Laker and stuff, wasn't it? Freddie Laker? Sorry? You don't know who Freddie Laker is? No. I mean, it was nothing to do with the media, actually, but... Um, Who's Freddie Laker? It's just a name that popped in. You know who Freddie Laker is, don't you, Pablo? Um, not... Is he a basketball player? OK, this is, um, this is the um, quiz. The phone-in quiz tonight is, who was Freddie Laker? 0344-499-1000. It's a good question, that. Freddie Laker. I remember that name. Big, big, big name. Big name. I wonder if Freddie Laker... Um, is Freddie Laker still alive? We don't know who he is. Let's find out who he is first for you, Catherine, and then we'll find out if Freddie Laker's still alive. I reckon Freddie Laker must have died... I'm going to say 1999. Well, you're, you're saying a lot of words all together, and none of them are in, interesting. Let's me. start, guys. Call in. Who was Freddie Laker? Let's let's put Kath out of her misery. I don't mean like that. <laughs> Although, oh um, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Anything else, Pablo? 
Yeah, well, well, it was just in regards to the, um, I, 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 My finger went to the screen to cut you off then, because it was such oh. a long silence. I touched- I, to, to cut someone off, I have to touch the screen twice. I made the first touch. And then you oh, did I go, no! I thought you meant no. Yeah, the first touch I, 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 was made. The first well, touch is the deepest. In. Oh, that sounds As I'm doing now, I didn't, I didn't want to do that, that, what I'm doing. Okay, it's gone. Um, cause that, that, let's be honest, that was just, that was just rambling at the end there. Um, can I just say, uh, last week, so many phone calls. Week before, shed loads of phone calls. You come back, not many phone calls. And I'm, I'm being flippant, but I'm also being serious. I do wonder, um, and I like having you in the studio, um, but I, I do wonder if people, this is, I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing a piece now. This is a genuine, this is a genuine thing. And we're having a, com- we're having a production meeting on air. So we're doing. I know what's coming. I'm not bothered. I'll play it. No, or I, won't I don't play know. It. I don't know. I'm asking you for your thoughts. For Christ's sake, Jesus Christ's sake. Please don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Okie dokie. Because you know what will happen. Um, for um, the love of Allah. No. Okay. Especially not that one. Oh, especially not that one. Oh, you left-wing liberal elite. You, le- you. Why not? Why not that one? Um, I wonder if people feel less inclined to phone in if they hear us having a conversation. Because we're, we're so, fascinating. We're, we're, so, we're so entertaining. It's Honestly, it's like um, behind the scenes uh, with uh, Lewis and Martin. And, yeah, and yeah. well, double used enough. Double used enough. I, I, do, I, do wonder if, um, it, I do wonder if people feel less inclined to call in well, when it's us chitty-chatting. I wasn't on it at all yesterday, and you only had three callers. Well, no. So. <laughs> but that, I, I, that was the point of the um, the thing, the show that we did uh, yesterday. I don't mind. I'll go if you want. I'm no, I'm not, not saying I want you to go. I do want you to go and make a cup of coffee. But that can wait until the we hit the top of the hour. <laughs> I, I hate that phrase. And I find myself saying top of the hour more and more. Because like, I'm working on Virgin and I, fe- I feel like I've got to be a music DJ here when I'm on uh, uh, Virgin. Um, Ian's on the line. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Ian, again. Good evening, Ian, again. Yes, two, one more Ian and it's uh, uh, um, the end of the world. Two we can cope with. The end of the world. What makes you think it's the end of the world? Um, if it was a light-hearted um, uh, reference that I believe that if three Ians get together, then something... It's like it's like if you go back in time, you can't touch yourself, because um, it will create a paradox, and... I wish you wouldn't touch yourself yeah. now. Well, you know, but if I went back... If I went back in time, Ian... All right. Yeah. People say, where would you go, if you got a time machine, where would you go? The, the, a thousand years into the future... Where would you go, in? If you had a time machine, where would you go? I think I would go into the future. Where would... When? When? When in the future? Um... Let me say 50 years from now. Why 50 years? If you're going to do it, go 5,000 years. Um... Well, I, I did watch the film uh, The Time Machine, oh, yeah. which was a fabulous movie. Yes. And... I thoroughly enjoyed it, and uh, I thought it was quite inspiring. Okay, it, it went a bit wrong, though, didn't it? They like the monsters getting them and stuff. It all worked out in the end, I think. Mm. If I went yes, back, if it, I go on, Ian. Yes, it does uh, work out in the end uh, quite uh, successfully. Spoiler alert! But I don't know if you can spoil a sixty-year-old movie. If I had a time machine, do you know when I go back to? Go I'd on. go back to last week when my family were away, and I'd go and make love to me. 
Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I would. I'd go and ma- I'd, I'd come out. I'd, 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 I'd be in the bedroom as I came out of the shower, and I said, "Don't be scared, right? Um, it's me. It's us. It's you." Listen, I got a time machine, and this sounds crazy now, but in a week's time, you're going to be talking about this on the air, and it will all make sense. We're going to make love. Gosh. Have you seen the time traveller's wife? Oh, what a load of old rubbish that was. I went to the pictures to see that. I've seen that. I loved it. I loved it. I'm watching a film online called Rewind, um, and it's um, um, a TV movie. Uh, and I don't know what hap- happens, but the, uh, all I've seen is the first ten minutes, and they found a bomb that's going to blow up nine million people. But it, it, it's a terrorist, but it's like a scientist terrorist. And they've gone through his um, notebook, and they found pictures of wormholes, and they're talking about his dead wife. So he's obviously made a time machine so he can go back and meet his dead wife and make love to her. <laughs> um, but I don't really? quite know what the... Bo- I loved... Have you seen a film, Ian, called Time Crimes? What's no, I didn't see that one. What's the Spanish title? Um, Homos Chronologicos or something. Homos, chronos Homosexualis. That's it. Chronos Homosexualis. It is no, I didn't bl- see that. bloody good. Anyway, Ian, what have you called in for, buddy? Right, I've called in uh, to uh, let you know that um, I know who Freddie Laker was. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. We've got a, 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 a thrusting young teenager on the line. Who d- would you educate my? Uh, would you educate my partner in crime, Catherine Boyle, please, Ian? Absolutely. Freddie Laker ran an airline called Laker Air. Yep, and. Uh, he unfortunately was uh, unsuccessful because he was up against uh, uh, the uh, the top. Uh, no, this this is why he was unsuccessful, Ian. Right? It was at a time when air travel was in early eighties was incredibly expensive. Right? To fly to America cost a fortune, so he set up the first budget airline and said, "Right, I fly to America fifty quid." Right? Absolutely. And of course, he he went bust because it was a ridiculous offer because it cost way. But he lost. So we now know who Freddie Laker is. Bad Stelios. Do he's bad Stelios? Early Stelios. Do we know Ian if Mister Laker is still alive? I've got no idea. I'm afraid, Ian. Okay. Well, we'll, well, the investigation continues. Thank you for that, man. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Uh, Let's go to Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Hello, Dean. How are you doing? Good. Thank you, mate. What you got for us? Freddie Laker. Yes. Deed. He's, he died he, is he? Go on. 2006. 2006, we lost, we lost Freddie 11 years ago. Eleven, imagine not knowing who Freddie Laker is, Cleo. I know, and I'm not really that old, but it, I, I am a bit of an aeroplane nerd, you see, so oh, I like the, God, the airliner well, stuff. It will. Thank you for, uh, well, on that, on that bad news, Cleo. Not that you're a, an aeroplane lover, but that Freddie Laker is no longer with us. Look at that. <laughs> We don't, we, we don't have any calls for ages. Then we get two, and I just get rid of them in thirty seconds. This is the problem. I, I think that might be the problem. I don't know how to host a phone-in show. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. My name is Lee, Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. This is the late night alternative. You're listening to Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Um, if you want to watch the show and get all the behind-the-scenes gossip, go to Periscope.tv/slash Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I was going to play a song, but I couldn't find one that um, that fitted the uh, vibe of the show, so... 
Sans Musac. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, we're getting new listeners all the time, and it should be stressed, dear listener, you can call in about absolutely anything. Like me and Kath will sit here and we'll chat absolute balls throughout the entire evening. But, 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 you can call in about anything you want. And we tend not to bring up the, uh, the heavier issues ourselves. But if you want to, you're more than welcome to. At midnight, we've got Amma Moses coming on, who used to uh, edit a, a teen magazine in America in the 1960s and was friends with Elvis and was going out with a BG and all kinds of stuff. She's brilliant. Absolutely fabulous. The book is superb. I'll, I'll get you the name of the book in a little bit. Um, 03444991000 is the phone number. Stuff we've talked about so far in the first hour of the show includes um, Freddie Laker, cheap flights, being robbed in Spain... Um, what else have we talked? We talked about other things. I'm sure we have. I just don't remember it. If I'm honest, I don't really pay attention to, uh, to the show and what goes on. Oh, uh, Indian Summers and the, um, MM, the mainstream media. Why do all the, the alt-right call it MSM? Mainstream is one word, guys. It's one word. It's MM. That's how we do it around here. That's how we do it around here. But the big story of the day, wherever put the star there, oh, there comes a cup of decaffeinated coffee. So here's my life at the moment. Um, losing weight, so I have like an omelette and then maybe a, um, a low-calorie sandwich and an apple. Or today, today I treated myself and had some, a chicken fillet, some spinach and some broccoli. Then later on an apple and a low-calorie sandwich. I'll treat myself tonight and have a couple of slices of toast when I get in. That's naughty. And I've given up caffeine... So now I'm on decaffeinated coffee. Man alive, there is very, very little pleasure in my life. Oh, there's a picture of um, uh, Kelly Brook with her bikini pulled right up her jacket. That is a thing, right? That's something I noticed is a it? lot in Greece, yeah. right? Yes. And I've, you see it in the new, uh, you see it in the newspapers, and yes. it's, it's suddenly, it's so, suddenly more shocking when you see it in real life. Yes, loads of women, yeah. with their bikini bottoms hiked right up like a self-imposed wedgie. That apparently is attractive these days. That's I spend the... all my time trying to keep my bikini bottoms out wow. of that particular crevice. Really? That, yeah. That's that's the thing now. Why would you do that? I mean, it's it's got to be a. It's got to be uncomfortable. B. It's got to be unhygienic. I oh, I always call it a hungry bum. You know, it's eating your pants. Why would hungry you want that? Hungry bum. <laughs> you gotta have a hungry bum. <laughs> It's a genuine thing, right? Can you phone in and let me know? If you've got a hungry bum. Are you m- less likely to call in if Catherine is in the studio? And I'm not, I, I'm not making it, I, I'm not making it into a thing. You're making it into a thing. I just don't, I don't know because I... This is a flawed plan. Pourquoi? Because you're asking people to call in if they're less likely to call in if I'm here. The word in Greek for... What is yati? I, the word in Greek, I think I've got this right, Greek lovers. I don't mean it like that. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, for but is yati. Oh. It's the same word. I think, it, I don't know if it is but, but um, I used to do a great joke and none of the Greeks got it, right? Um, um, I used to say, the word for, for tomato in Greek is stomata. And I used to go up to them and go, what's stomata? And they go, 
they, no, 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 they, they say, yes, it's a tomato. And I say, no, what's the matter with you? Why you look so sad? Oh. And no one, no one laughed at that. You try doing jokes in foreign languages, not you, you you're fluent in, in several of them. Um, but you, dear listener, you try doing jokes in foreign languages. I used to be able to make, uh, when I was in Pakistan, um, used to, you know, I can sing a couple of Pakistan hits, Indian hits as well. Um, by just a subtle change of one word, you make it into a filthy song. It's great news. So, 0344 499 if you can make a joke in a foreign language, and if you are less reluctant to call, if you are m- more likely to call in, if you are split the difference, if you are less likely to call in, if it's me and Kath chatting. Because I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't. I, I don't. Stephen's called in. Steve? Yes, are you less likely to call in if Catherine's in the studio with me? Right. I've, I, I, I can only explain from my point of view. That's well, what I can do. Yeah, exactly. All right, mate. I've, I, I've listened to you since um, the day you've done Dr. Sue. Dr. Sue? On the Saturday. Do- I didn't... Uh, y- you heard me do Dr. Sue? Did, was that broadcast? I thought that was a private... Um... Oh, you mean when I, when I filled in Dr. Pam? Yeah, Dr. Pat, sorry. Yeah, yes. okay. <laughs> Even when the well, name I, said, yes, she was, yes. Sorry, I'm, 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 not, I'm not great. I'm she was refereeing a bukkake party, I seem to remember that night, yeah. Yes, it was, it was, so I, you, you, you got my attention then. Oh. And I've tuned into talk radio since. Are you a big fan of Dr. Pat then? Not really, no. no. It was okay. just something, I was just tuning through the It just came up. Episode. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just. So anyway, yes. the, the question is, am I least li- more likely or less likely? I think you're brilliant. Like I said, I've listened to you since that Saturday. I feel a yatty coming on. But... Here it is. Kath has to be there. <laughs> no, that's, and this is great. And you, we, I'm glad we can discuss this like adults with the egos outside. Um, w- w- uh, why? I... I I, I don't know. The oh. last week or so is 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 mm-hmm. it's been good. But. I can't say it's been bad. No. Mm-hmm. It's been good, but it just but. needs that little cath twist, you know. Little cath twist. What oh. is? Can you describe what a little cath twist looks I like? Don't or know. What I, it I, is? I, no. I've I watched. I've I watched you on on well on uh, everywhere. I've watched you. Sorry. Um, Periscope and and. Oh, okay, I thought you meant stalking. YouTube and stuff. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, you, no yeah, but, with a telescope. You mean a periscope. But, um, I just think she's... I don't want to sound sexist, and I really don't want to upset Camp, but um, she's sort of 30% of the show. 30%? I'm happy with those stats. I'm happy with those stats, that Kath is, is um, but 30%... Of the show, I'm I'm happy with those stats, Kath. You happy with those stats? I'm happy. Okay, there's we're, we're good fine. stats. Um, all right, it's, I'm just thinking out loud, Paul, because uh, Stephen, sorry, because last week we had loads of calls. Kath comes back, we don't get no call. I just I just wonder, you know. But I'm also aware it's summer and people are away on holidays. It's probably the last week of the summer holidays for a lot of people. And when do your kids go back, Kath, next week? Uh, week after, I think. Or we go we back next the, week. We got the school shoes um, over the weekend. Flipping, eh? That was an ordeal. Taking the boys for a haircut Saturday. Uh, they go back next week. Boom. Have it. That's summer done. Next. Um, well, thank you. So, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you found us, Stephen, and I'm glad you keep listening, and I appreciate your input. Well, I mean, it, 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 you know, it, 
The percentage may change over the weeks. It depends how good Kathy's, doesn't it? Um, have you found anybody to share the train with you from Brighton up to our had-stroke-tag-stroke-it game this coming Sunday? On Sunday? Uh, no, I haven't. You, hang on a minute. You sounded surprised about the had-stroke-tag-stroke-it game, but didn't you phone in the other week saying you were coming? Absolutely I'm coming, yes. Yeah, but you sounded surprised when I, I said I said on Sunday, and you went, on Sunday? <laughs> No, I, no, I'm, I'm well aware it's on Sunday, you, Sunday the 3rd. Catherine, who's 30% of the show, I'll let you have 30% of this conversation. What did he say? Uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> uh, well, have you found anyone to share the train ride with you yet? No, I'm such a sad, lonely person. I've just got to come on my own. Oh, again, that's... Well, a, I'm that's looking for, no, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Nice one, mate. I'm looking forward to meeting you, Stephen. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, mate. Take care. Ta-ta. Uh, let's go to Paul. Evening, Paul. Yo, yo, yo. Hey. Hey, Oh, here we go. It's your boyfriend. Yes, <laughs> your boyfriend's <laughs> on the line. Kath, but... Kath, your boyfriend's on the line! Oh, the kids these days... Try this, for, try this for an experiment. Why don't Ian leave the studio and see how many calls we get? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but how many can go to air, flipping it? Yeah, true. And there we go. There is, I do want, I used to work with, um, uh, when I was at uh, another radio station years and years ago, before I considered doing radio properly, I worked with, with a young lady called Natasha, who's brilliant, and I've recently got back in touch with her, the wonder of the social networking, um, we tweet each other from time to time, and I, I saw her for the first time in years and years and years. And not true, actually, she came to one of my live shows, but I saw her at the, uh, the Beach Boys show, we were both there, and we, it was one of those things where we were tweeting each other, going, where, where, where are, oh, there, there you are, we waved us up there. Um, and she used to be a, a, a DJ at this, uh, she was really good, she used to be a DJ at this, this place, and she's got quite a husky voice, kind of Mariella Frostrop-style yeah. huskiness as a shorthand. And the boss of that station basically wanted her to do a late night dirty show um but it was, it was xfm right so he's playing all kinds of alternative music and stuff but then wanted her to come on between the records and talk <laughs> a little bit dirty and be a little <laughs> bit blue and be a little bit mucky yeah and then and then go and now here's here's the new one from placebo and and all that and i think it was quite successful and there isn't it, it makes sense. It makes sense to have, you know, one for the... A, a lady doing it for men. I mean, it would primarily be men. You could also have a gay bloke doing it, or a bloke doing it for blokes as well. I don't think women would get the same kind of... I, I, I don't imagine that many women phone up sex chat lines. I imagine that... I, I'm going to pluck a figure out of the air. 90% of the calls are made by men. Mm -hmm. There we go. Um, because men get turned on and women get turned on different ways. Um, but the, I, I would have thought there would have been more... Someone would have done more of that. A through-the-night show where it's just someone purring. <laughs> talking like... You'd like you'd like that, Paul, wouldn't you? would listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course yeah, you I, would. I, I'd listen to it. If, if they paid me enough, I'd have a go at it myself. Well, would you go on then, Paul? Let's, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> Oh, good evening. You're through to the talk radio. <laughs> you sound like, um, who was the woman from To the Manor Born? Penelope <laughs> Keith. You sound like Penny Keith. That's awful, Paul. It, it, it needs work. I'll give you that. It, it does work. need work, Paul. Thank you very so much. So, what you're talking about is setting up sort of a radio version of Babe Station. 
I think I am. Yeah, actually, do you know what? Uh, you, I'm surprised the Daily Star hasn't done that. I'm surprised here hasn't done it. <laughs> do you know, you know, you know who owns us. I'm surprised they haven't done it. Cause it but genuinely, um, I, here's the thing. I do think radio between one and five at night is up for grabs. Yeah. I think it's up for grabs because the the, 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 the uh, what they put out on the BBC networks, national and local, is turgid, right? The other speech station, I find it as dull as and as limp as. Obviously, get, they get big audiences, but I, I find it limp, right? So, overnight radio is completely up for grabs. And, and do you know, I know we're doing this radio lock-in, but for a while, I was seriously considering offering up, my, uh, saying to the boss, I'll swap. I'll do one till five, and I, I, honestly, it was in my head. I've, I've come, I've gone against that idea now because it just it will make you know life with the kids and stuff quite difficult. Um, but it's still in the back of my head. I wouldn't. It's the only slot I've not done. I wouldn't mind a crack at doing through the night radio for a bit when the kids are a bit older, and the, the, you know, I have, things are a bit different. I wouldn't mind a crack at that because I just think it's up for grabs. There's nothing, and and having someone purring not not me I, I imagine it would be someone with a husky blo- uh, husky voice purring to the radio so, you know r- radio you can well they do that in america yeah of course you listen to late night radio in america yeah. I, remember, I remember hearing this one woman we were where were we yep florida i think and we were driving um after about half 11 so around this time of night yeah and she talked very much like that it was like you know if you want to call me, you know, it was all that kind of thing. And I thought, flipping it, yeah. this is hot stuff. And I'm a heterosexual female, and, and I can see that that pushes buttons. And, and it doesn't necessarily. The mistake I think that that, that that some people might make listening to this, he said, being careful not to, um, you know, slag off anybody who works here. Is it doesn't necessarily need to. The phone calls don't need to be sexual. They can be, but they don't need to be. They don't need to be sexual problems. Mm-hmm. It can be about anything. But the host is just talking. Imagine this, at half past three in the night, in the morning, right, you're lonely, you've woken up. Half past three is when most suicides happen because you're just faced with the bleakness of, uh, of your life and it's overwhelming and generally you can't do anything about it at half past three. And half past three, everyone's a little bit crazy. Um, but actually you could switch on the radio and there's just someone who's talking in a voice well, like that. You're discussing Midnight Caller, really, aren't you? Well, but yeah, maybe. And that's what they've been doing in, in the US for years. Yeah, I really hope... Right, and we've got some calls. Stephen and, and Jonathan, I'll come to you in a bit. I promise. Um, I, I really hope Talk Radio gets a fair crap, crack of the... Crap. <laughs> There's a Freudian <laughs> slip. I hope Talk Radio gets a fair crack of the whip. Um, uh, it would. I was just thinking it would make so much difference. I know we're not, and we're never going to be, because we're a DAB station, and that's great. But if we are on FM, I bought... For this um, uh, performance piece I'm doing, Lights Out, performance art piece, Right, I play the radio. I was looking at loads of old chunky radios. Um, but actually, the thing that's more important, these old Roberts R707s and um, Yacht Boy, there's one called a Yacht Boy, and, and uh, it was a Russian one as well. And you can get them, not the Yacht Boys, they're a fortune, but they look stunning. And I thought the thing that's more important is is range. I want a radio that's really right. So I bought this brilliant little Chinese radio that's, that a geek online recommended to me. And it's basically it's a knockoff of a, of a much more expensive radio, but it's got all the same insides. And so I've been listening to and it hasn't got DAB on. It's got FM, it's got medium wave, long wave, and it's got f- about four shortwave kind of bands. I don't know what they are. And I was listening to shortwave, and it was brilliant. And then I went to FM. 
and listen to stations that I've, I normally listen to on my phone or on DAB in my car. And the FM signal is nowhere near as, as clear as the DAB. I tell you something, it's a lot richer. Mm. It's a lot richer, and the signal flickers and all of that. But it, it, it's warmer. It's warmer. That's the word. It's like listening to a record rather yeah. than a CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really was. And I was listening to to to, to you know to, to some stations that I would normally listen to on DAB, and it felt oh, it felt exciting. But is that because that's how you discovered radio? Because I was just thinking, maybe oh, you're talking about sort of scanning yeah. across. Yeah. When I was a kid, and I'm talking sort of fourteen, fifteen, yeah. and upwards. You know, I I was one of the sort of kids who, in the night, to go to sleep, I'd put the radio on. Yep. And that's how I found James Whale yep. and Tommy Boyd and all these people. Yep. And I remember also finding a local radio station, the one we ended up working oh, at, yeah, yeah. when it was Radio Bedfordshire, they used to have a problem line. Yeah. And it was unintentionally hilarious. Yep. And, but it was that feeling of stumbling across something mm. and then being part of this little sort of knowing club in the middle of the night when no one else is listening, everyone else is asleep, your parents are asleep. It was just, there was just some magic about that. Very quickly, yeah, we're going to go to a break, and then we'll come back. We've got Jonathan, we've got Steve. I should say but the, I am doing a performance art piece, uh, Lights Out. It's in North London on Saturday, the 23rd of September, I think. Um, you, basically, you come and sit in, or lie down in a room. We take complete blackout, and I play the radio for about 45 minutes to an hour. We'll see how it goes. If you want tickets, there are still, surprisingly, quite a few tickets left. Um... It's a tenor, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, I-A-I-N, dash Lee. Ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian, dash Lee. Or follow me on Twitter, at Ian Lee. Uh, this is the Late Night Alternative. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, let's go to J- 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 Jonathan. Evening, Jonathan. Evening, Ian. Hey, man, what you got? Uh, um, do you remember an old uh, video game uh, from the nineteen eighties called Elite? Now, yes, I do. I had it on the BBC Micro. Uh, it was the greatest game ever um, uh, ever made. I g- helped the crowdfunding for the Elite Dangerous reboot that was done recently. I downloaded it for my Mac. I couldn't get to grips with it. The week that my family were away, I downloaded Elite Dangerous on my Xbox because someone had told me it was great. I couldn't get past the second training level. The second training level I could not get past. Mm. Well, I, I've always wanted to play one of the Elite games. Um, uh, perhaps if they bring out a physical version for the Nintendo Switch, I might get it. Oh, that would be that would be super sexy. Have you never played it? No, never played any of them. Oh, man. It was great on the BBC, and I always said they should bring out... Just to, we're geeking out for a bit, don't worry. I always said they should bring out a, a massively multi-player on, online version of it, and then they did, and then I can't get past the second training level. What an absolute dunce I am. Mm, well, but I hear there's a bit of a dark side to Elite Dangerous as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course there is. You can trade in slaves and narcotics. No, uh, it's even worse than that. Oh? Uh, I know for a fact Yes, that at least two neo Nazis play Elite Dangerous online. Wowzers! Uh, you, you, I'm surprised it's not more than that. 
Yeah, I, I don't. I don't want to go online and play video games with neo Nazis. And I think that the uh, developers of Elite Dangerous need to get rid of all the neo Nazis uh, on their servers and uh, uh, registered with them because um, hate has no place in video games. Then video games are meant to bring us together. I'm going to be honest. This. Um... This call has uh, taken a surprising twist. Mm, so, yeah, I, I I would very much like to play uh, Elite, especially um, uh, one of the older versions. Uh, Only when all the other Nazis are gone. Uh, I, I don't want I don't want to play a version of Elite that allows Nazis to play it. Well, there, there's there's a paradox. That means you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to play it. Well, there are older versions that um, are <laughs> offline, one player. I, there was, uh, I, 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 there were, I do remember about 25 years ago, there were screenshots in a infamous uh, uh, video game magazine yeah. that claimed that uh, Elite was being uh, ported to the Super Nintendo using the Super FX chip. I thought it was and on the, I thought there was a version on the Nintendo, wasn't there? On the NES, yes, oh. but not uh, on the Super Nintendo. I, I'm going to come out and I'm going to come out and ask it because I feel we have a relationship, Jonathan, where I can ask you something, and if you don't want to answer it, you can tell me, and that's absolutely fine. What the hell right. is going on with you, man? You've changed. I haven't changed. What's, what? I, I, I've always I've always been like this. But 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 in in some of your previous communications with the show. You have portrayed yourself as being very hateful. I'm. I'm not hateful. I. I just get very frustrated with. Well, you uh, called yourself a misanthrope. Yeah. Because yeah, you hate everybody. Uh, yeah. Well, well, that's quite hateful to hate everybody. Yeah, it, it is. But I don't go around putting people in gas chambers or trying to shut oh. them up. Uh, which I, I think is uh, really evil, uh, and uh, I I, I've come. And if it, I have an acquaintance of mine yes. uh, who's uh, uh, been in the media a lot recently, and he was kicked off of OK Cupid for his political and personal views, not for actually breaking any not rules Hollywood, on the website. It? No, no, okay. And uh, I, I just think, well, since we we are using fascism to combat fascism, yes. perhaps that should be applied to neo Nazis who play elite dangerous. I'm going to ask you. I, I want I want to prove a point to these uh, Nazi hypocrites that uh, yes. you cannot fight fascism with fascism because all you will create is more fascism and we've seen that over the last few weeks can i ask uh, you two more questions that you might consider too personal go ahead um are you has this apparent change although you deny it's a change in your um in what you are saying is it are is it um are you being investigated by the police no. Have you? Are you on new medication? 
No. Okay. I'm not on any medication. Okay, that's fine. Thank you for answering those. You didn't have to, and I appreciate the fact that you did. It's always, uh, it's not always a pleasure to talk to you, Jonathan, but I, I, I you know, um, I, 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 I feel you bring a little life to um, uh, some, what can sometimes be a flaccid show when you call in. So thank you. No problem. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. Um, see what happens when you can't go away again, Cathy. See what happens. Evening, Steve. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, 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 Steve. Official team member. There we go. But I don't just phone in when Cath's back. Hi, ba- hi welcome back, Cath. Thank you. Uh, I phoned in on uh, Friday. Yeah. Um, which was nice. Yeah, well, I'll be the but, judge um, of that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just wanted to talk about the show last night with um, people phoning in for an hour. Oh, yeah, for those who missed it, uh, as, as people do, because it's a bank holiday, we uh, had... Um, I, 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 I'm not sure if we'll do it again, but we had uh, three hours, and we had one call per hour, and they were all... Um, uh, uh, I, I found it fascinating. I thought they were all very different and very fascinating. Yeah, go on, what did you think? Yeah, I've got... Well, I've got a pretty short attention span, um, but I thought it was really good. Um, well, the first guy, the Scottish guy, I mean, he was quite nice because he, he he was talking about um, my call. He said like, it was really interesting that. But oh, it was yo. That was yeah. your you were the, right, okay. I got it. He was referencing yeah, your call. You know, yeah, I've got the, it. Sort of, yes. Um, the yes. radio shows me friend type yes. of thing I've and the Mark Ruffalo and all that sort of stuff. I couldn't quite join the dots there because I have terrible memory for calls because I take. You know, oh, sometimes yeah, 30, 40 Sorry. calls a night. But, uh, OK, I've got it now, yes. But he said, he said, oh, it was a really great call, but he let himself... No, not on mine. I'm not I'm just splitting hairs, I suppose. Uh-oh. But he said... No, I just... Um, at the end, he said, he said that... What was it? The only thing I let myself down with was when I said that it's a bit sad to have a radio show as a friend. But that's kind of... The only reason I mention it is because that's the opposite of what I said. Right. I said it was great to have a radio show as a friend, as opposed to rubbish friends. I don't know if you listened to the whole lot of his call, but he got quite a few things a bit wrong. <laughs> so I won't worry about it. Uh, uh, have you been fretting about this, Steve? No. I thought it was quite funny. Yeah. To, like, be Chris, like, to say, oh, cool. I mean, because he was really, um, sort of flattering what he said. It was just that, when he said, but the bit where, at the end, it was just what he said I'd said was the opposite. Okay. Well, I'm, 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 we're always happy to clarify, Steve. Yeah. Thanks. But, uh, oh. I also found, um, touch Sarah. Too there. Yep, Sarah. Sarah, really fascinating. Just when she was on about, um, like, uh, ex-husband. Yep. Um, running off with a groupie. Mm. You're not the groupie, are you, Steve? No, I'm not the groupie, I'm no, not the that groupie. That would be a twist, wouldn't it? <laughs> but I, I just, I don't know, I just thought, like, when she was talking about, um, like, all the debt he left her in and all this sort of stuff, I mean, obviously this is just her side, but I kind of, I don't know, I just believed that, what she was saying. But, like, I think some people might have interpreted well, some people may interpret it that she was um, bothered about the money or the fact he ran off for that. But I think, from my opinion... Your, in- your thing, interpretation was? My interpretation was that 
It was when she said that this woman is completely, you can't negotiate with her, and she was now in the middle of arguing with Sarah's mother. Yeah. But I would, well, I was just thinking that's probably the thing that she's most annoyed about now, because if, I don't know, with relationships, you end up with these exes who are suddenly in your life. I just um, think, I know kids are involved, but six years down the line, there was uh, it's, it's a really, really interesting Sarah's call. I was saying joy, and that's perhaps the wrong mm. word, but, and she, she revealed a lot, and I'm really grateful of it. I, I, I would like to think that six years down the line from a divorce, even if the other person was being a dick or whatever, we don't know. I take her word, I t- totally take her word for it, I don't think she was lying. Um, that th- th- six years down the line, holding on to that amount of resentment and and anger that can't be healthy physically or mentally or spiritually it can't be it can't be healthy yeah but that's but that's that that what i'm saying is i don't think she's well i think she's obviously still upset about it and all that because yeah. it left her in well, yeah. financial trouble with the kids and all that and she said that he's like his attitude towards the kids was just like loving but not supportive financially and all this sort of thing but that that what i mean is yes i think she's probably let all that go yeah no the main do you well, think i, I didn't get that thought, at all i, I think she was she was she i've never she spoke very angrily about him yeah but i mean in, in the in the present day i think the thing that she, that came across to me that probably yes. most annoying is she said that he's quite easily led right. so okay. this well, woman is wearing the, the shoes in this relationship I, I, I tell you, and she's, you can't negotiate with i her. tell you what um i found most interesting from doing this that the show yesterday and when we did it before is how um everybody when it's a story like that sarah's and and and, and marks and, and david at the start everybody has their own interpretation everybody hears slightly different things and that may be because of the way they were brought up it may be because of uh, a past relationship. It may be because of what's happening to them at that very second in their lives. But everybody hears slightly different things. Steve, uh, we're out yeah. of time. Thank you very much, mate. I tell you what, I need to wee so much my stomach hurts. But I've got to hold it until at the top of the hour. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative. With that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes, hmm. I love it. I love those um, jingles. Bad news, guys. It was this weekend just gone, the Agatha... Um, festival which is basically um it was three days in america um it was a conference not festival conference hosted by a dude that um, had lived in the underground city for for centuries but sadly although we got in touch with them about six months ago yeah 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 and then there was a flurry of well there was two emails well they sent us our press passes yes um, it's so, in America. Yeah. And then said, oh, the ambassador, yes. that's, for that is what he call, calls himself, yes. will speak to you, but we'd need uh, the questions in advance. And we were going through an interpreter. Is this okay? I said, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, and they didn't get back. No, it disappeared. Hey, almost as if, I don't know, the, the, the concept of people living underground for centuries is bullshine. 
Um, we'll try. I'll send them an email uh, tomorrow. I'm pottering around tomorrow. Hey, got good, good tomorrow night before the show. We're going to go and see Norena Palo in concert. How exciting is that? Managed to blag some tickets. Then Friday, we're off to see Neil Hamburger and Tim Heidecker. We're living the uh, a very cultural life. Honestly, I need to wee so much. My stomach is is in agony. Yeah, but it's going to be bliss when it comes out. Yeah, it will be. I'm weeing a lot because. Um, well, because I'm old, I suppose. Can I have my bit of paper back if you're not going to write that name down? I can't down find it. it. I'm, uh, find it. Oh, well. Who's being rude about me on Twitter now? Oh, everyone. No, well, and that, someone said they would like to call in. Um, can't find him. Cameron. No. No. It's someone with um, a blue tick, but who reckons they're some sort of columnist, but I've never heard them before. of them before. Um, Just goes to show that everyone, apart from me, can it, get a blue it, tick on Twitter Well, there's a guy days. here who's um, not got a blue tick but he's a freelance journalist after weeks of voting we've narrowed it down to the final four who is the most hated user on twitter and he's replied i wonder if it's if ian lee is the second most hated behind trump oh brad the lad long yeah that one uh, who's that let's have a little look see i if i could speak right now i'd love to call can't stand ian lee let's have a little look let's have a look and he retweeted himself which is a sign of a successful person um um, Brad the Lad Long, who is this? Who is this? This guy. He's got fourteen thousand followers. They're pretty expensive followers, though. Yeah. Media personality, columnist. Oh, most known for telling it like it is. Yeah, I um, read him telling it like it is. He, he really does. What? And you muted him and didn't block him. That's interesting. No, I don't want to give him satisfaction. I'm going to block him. Really? Um, I'm going to reply. Call him, mate. Would love to chat! Exclamation mark. Burn. That, that, that's destroyed him. Yeah. That has destroyed him. Thing is, they give blue ticks to anybody well, except you. <laughs> except me. You, I've never seen anybody so desperate for no, it. Technically, the ticks are white. Um, so desperate I'm for not, a blue tick. I'm not desperate for one, but I'm just wondering what the criterion is. Because they give, they do give it to any old yeah, Tom, Dick I mean, and Abdul. This case in point. <laughs> they do, but... Um, but uh, I seem to have been black, blackballed. Oh. It's fine. To tell you what I'm going to do, if they ever do give me a blue, I'm going to chuck it back at them. Like, a, like an OBE. Yep, well. These things... That's what I'm going to do. It's these funny. things happen. It's like, do you remember that lad that asked me out at school? And no, I don't, Catherine. I told time, you about him. Second time you've referenced a story about you as a child and asking if I remember well, it. I I'm told not, you the story. I am I not your, to your I am not your father, Luke. Well, listen, there was a lad at school, yes. Richard. Listen to this, John, it's going to be good. He asked me out. He asked me out and I was a, an awkward child. I, my teeth have always been this big, but my face hasn't. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I read books, so and I didn't have any chest. So all those three things counted against me. Oh, and I had a funny voice. So four things. Anyway, so this lad asked me out and I was thrilled to bits and I wrote it in my diary. The only reason I re remember this is because I wrote it in my diary and I found my diary last year and yes. it was in there and it was like the, the day that it happened. It was like, I can't believe it. He's brilliant. Oh, yes. I've got a boyfriend finally. The next day, it was all a joke. Oh. And he embarrassed me in front of everyone. Well, well last year. He tried this, is this story going? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Last, this is what I'm going to do to the blue tick. Yeah. Last year, he tried to add me on Facebook. Yeah. So what? I accepted and then I declined. What do you mean you accepted and then you declined? Well, it's like asking him out and then saying it was a joke. So I let. But you can't accept and decline. You either accept or you and decline. Then and then 
delete. And then unfriended. Right, okay. Well, so your story, first of all, I think this is made up story because <laughs> you've used story. incorrect terminology. Well, this is another reason I wasn't popular I accepted at and then declined. You should have accepted it. You should have sent him a message um, uh, asking Saying, if he wanted to nudes. meet for, for a blowy. <laughs> and then you should have. Um, I mean, it's a gamble, because he might say, oh, get stuffed. You so, might say, Jen, it was a joke, and they're all standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, steady. Anyway, John. Pip, pip, pip. Pip, pip, John. Um, what type of cake? I was calling up for a number of things. Um, you do a new thing called Twitter Rabbit Hole. Right, John, what, is, what the hell is going on with your telephone? Can you hear me now? Yeah, kind of. Any better now? Kind of. It's the same. Isn't it? Oh, I had a really good point to make. Is You're really not the bad? guy that used to phone me about water, are you? No, I'm the guy who's called, who's phoned you about OCD and Michael Jackson. About what on Michael Jackson? Obsessive compulsive disorder. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you didn't used to yeah. phone me years ago about water. No, I used to call you years ago when you had a, a Welsh producer on another radio station and... I used to get get you and myself into trouble for doing um, extensive impressions of Michael Jackson, which breached some sort of copyright. Thing. Okay. Well, and he's and, dead now, so he can't sue me. No. Um, and I also you also once got me confused with Nasty Adam, but anyway. Let's okay. Move on well, okay. That. That's, that's, that was yeah. a man who was going to train to be a dentist just so he could extract my teeth in the most painful way possible. <laughs> that's what he's going to do. He's going to train to be a dentist to get revenge. Anyway, John, go on. You've called Surely him. Surely there's got no point us? training for that. No, no, no not at all. Painful. Go on, John. Three and a half views on YouTube. That video. But look, I am. Um, I went to see Eminem this weekend. How's he doing? Is he all right? Oh, it was great. Yeah. yeah, it was at the Reading, Reading Festival. Yes. And it, 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 I thought of you during it. Of course. And We look very similar. Was, <laughs> no, not because well, he's got oh. a beard now. Yeah, me too. Yes. But um, I was thinking of, you know, sort of redemption, performance, forgiveness, getting through adversity. And I'm thinking of how great it would be if someone like yourself would be able to facilitate a platform where really big stars, you've probably done this as a showbiz type, where really big stars give intimate performances, because I had got quite near the stage, and it was more of an eclectic crowd than I thought it would be. Yes. And Using a lot of long words. I'm going to have to get a dictionary at the end of this. <laughs> sorry. No, I've only used one long word, haven't I? No, it's several. Except, okay, but go on. Sorry. Um, it's my street roots coming out. But, yeah, no, I was just thinking it was... that There's so much that... People sort of like you, you, myself, Big Nasty... That blonde girl from Fresh Meat, do you remember, with Jack Whitehall? If we were, if we were given more chances on sort of mainstream TV and radio, in, in particular, I was thinking <laughs> two words, Eminem yeah. Orchestra. Eminem and an orchestra. You want me to put on a gig with Eminem and an orchestra? Think about it. It's a Philharmonic. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah. And an intimate venue because the one well, thing it can't that be I... that intimate because because orchestras have got about sixty people in them. Hello, John. Hello. Yes, it, it can't be that intimate. I can't believe I'm. I'm it can't be that intimate because it, the orchestra's sixty people. Yes. Uh, Seventy-five. Eighty. Because no, I'll tell you why. Because I went to. I've made a point of trying to see everyone on my bookshelf who is not dead. 
So, for example, I have seen a Russell Brand in a very intimate venue. Yes. Um, I've seen Ricky Gervais. I've yet to see you. What? I'm going to see you. Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, where are you going to see me? Oh, at one of your little comedy shindigs, probably. Oh, okay, you haven't chosen an event yet. Please, please, please give me a month's notice. <laughs> no, come on. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a ladies' man. A ladies' man. And, um, hello? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't offering you out for sex. Uh, but anyway, go on. I've got no idea where this is going, but carry no, on. I'm just, who knows, it's like a stream of consciousness. Start thinking, and I, most of the people there were a bit younger than me, and they were all off their heads on drugs. And right. I just looked. I, I looked around, and there were a few little sort of thuggish characters that you would think would be Eminem fans. Yes. And then there was myself, who looked a bit like an accountant. Um, there was a jolly African chap swigging from a wine bottle whom I talked to. Yes. Um, there were some, some older people, some younger people, and I just thought the power of unity through music, and he's been through so much, and I was so near him. And, you know, it was it was like that feeling I had when I was at that Russell Brand... It's like that feeling that Mark Chapman had as he strode up to John Lennon for the second time that day, but this time he didn't pull out a copy of Double Fantasy, he pulled out a gun. You're making me sound like a weirdo. I'm not. <laughs> no, but it's just, um, it's a wonderful thing, and you do think that security at these places is tight for good reason. Yeah. Um, wasn't so much at the Russell Brand um, gig, surprising. No. Uh, security no, is very... I'm going to warn you now. Security at my shows is very, very tight. I was trained by Mossad. Very tight security. I always car carry a pair of chucks uh, about my person. I won't reveal where. Did, did you not say you were going to do one where... I, did, I didn't buy the ticket for this because it was a bit dear, but you were going to do one where you turn the lights off and switch a radio on? Uh, yeah, that's happening. It's only a tenner. What do you mean, dear? We I try and keep all my shows to a tenner they where, wherever possible. Russell Brand. Yeah. M&M. No, but, but it was either you or 20 quid for Salman Rushdie. Now, who's that a fact will put on him? So, you know, swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Um, okay. So, what, what, so what, you, you, have you been to see Salman Rushdie? No, that was of October. Right, and is that going to be in an intimate venue? Well, I don't know, because he's quite a high-profile uh, or individual, because he's some controversial things, doesn't he? I like his books. Yes. Um, but he'll be doing, like, a little, I don't know, book signing talk. I mean, I'm, he's quite a heavy he, heavy speaker, isn't he? No, it's like, like, you need some, like, relief with him. Like, I, I prefer, like, for a bit, something to chill out with if it's between Salman Rushdie or Doc Brown, I'd go with Doc Brown, because it's like Salman Rushdie can get a bit heavy, isn't it? OK, well, uh, John, uh, um, thanks for a little insight into your weird and wonderful world. All right, God bless you. Hip, hip, hip. There we go. I mean, it really is. Now imagine that at, at half past three in the morning, and now we're talking. Now we're talking. Um, oh, that, that okay. That that person who's tweeting us just just mute him because he's. Uh, I'm being told by someone uh, he's someone who trolls people looking for attention, retweets and followers fuel his ego. Okay, Silly. fine. Well, that's that game over then. Um, I, I enjoyed it while it lasted, um, but it's a phoning show, not a tweeting show. That's what I'm saying. Let's take a quick break. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 499 is the telephone number. We'll have our Moses on just after midnight to... Um, <laughs> 
Twitter's been very weird tonight. It's now um, anti-fascist groups quoting Jonathan's call earlier on. But here's the thing. Someone said he's daft in the head. He really is. This is someone who doesn't like Jonathan. He even mentioned gas chambers. But but, but no. But no, you can't just say that completely out of context. I will not allow... Well, I have no power of stopping it, of course. But no. 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 You're all idiots. I did really well over the weekend. I didn't really go on Twitter much at all except to promote the show. And then I get sucked back in. So, uh, And then I got sucked into something today where I had to defend my honour. Because I came across as a Scrooge last night, I guess because a load of idiots got me involved in the conversation. I didn't know you can mute a conversation. Oh, right. You can mute a conversation. Now I know that. But I look like a Scrooge amongst lots of comedy writers. Ooh, anyway, so but um, so tomorrow, no Twitter. Much much better for it. Much better for it. Um, 0344 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than... Um, Welcome to... What have I written down here? I write down this... Uh, oh, here we go. Statistics. Stats out of this world. The Chinese are the world's biggest tea drinkers, while Europe beats the US in, in downing coffees. A new book reveals a world of differences in figures. This is filler. Mm-hmm. If I go to the papers, it's filler. Just signposting that for you guys. Um, how, how we compare. Okay, right. So, um, it's top tens of stuff. Let's have a little look. Oh, here we go. Oh, no, that's not. Um, okay, which country is the most Nobel Prize winners? Oh, that's going to be, I'm going to guess, Nobel Prize winners. It's going to be... Uh, oh, for sake. No. Just say it. No, I'm thinking Austria. Austria? Yeah. Austria is tiny. It's not even in the top ten. Hungary. Hungary's <laughs> tiny. Not, it's not even in the top ten. It's obvious. Go on. America. Really? 259. But what country comes second? So America's got 259. There's a country that comes second with 99. Us. Yeah, okay, right. Here we go. This is an easy one. Uh, which country is the biggest cinema goers? America. Oh, you idiot. Incorrect answer. Why? Try again. It's obvious. I've got the drive-in movie. <laughs> I, d- I don't think they still have drive-in they movies. They do. Do they? Yeah. Is it true you clip the speaker on your car? Yeah. I always liked um, in movies when they go to the driving movie or sometimes you go, they go to some driving restaurants and then the waitress comes and clicks like a, a tray on the, win- on the window. I like that. They do it. I'd like that. No, it's not, it's not America. That's second with 1.28 billion cinema goers. Who goes to the movies the most? Us. Bigger than, more than America. We're nine, ninth. It's obvious. It's not obvious. Do you not, not have any general knowledge? Not about this balls, no. India. Oh, right, yeah. They love, they love You'd a movie. You'd think they'd be fed up with films there, though, because they do, like, a new one every day, don't they? <laughs> they'd be fe- One of my... This is the they thing. They can't all be good. I bet there are some shockers. Oh, well, most of them are rubbish. Yeah. My... But then most Hollywood films are rubbish. Mm. My... Two ambitions I've got left in my life. Two ambitions. One is to be in The Archers. And occasionally The Archers tweets me, and I get all excited. and I think, well, this could be it. I don't think that's how it's done. No, it's not. Um, But the other 
way. Although there are some radio stations that give people jobs just on the number of Twitter followers they've got. Yeah. The other ambition is to be in a Bollywood movie. Oh, yeah. I'd love to be in a Bollywood movie. I'd love it. It would just... And I think I'd be good. I've got my own brown makeup. No. Huh? You don't need to do that. Well, I think my... they provide okay. makeups. Okay. I'm 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 happy. I'm not one of these fuddy-duddy left-wing liberals that that, that thinks blacking up is, is is passe. If that's what's called for hey, in the plot I, there. I will do it. If they're cool with it. Um I would love to be in a Bollywood. Why don't you write to them and ask? You're not a big dancer, though, are you? Oh, shut shut the door. Shut the front door. I can do all that. All that. Do all that stuff. I love it. Oh, thank you very much. No. Oh, thank you very much indeed. No. Hello, sir. Memsa, please, sir. Please, sir, would you like... You know who's a big Bollywood star? Sam Fox. Sam Fox. When's she coming on the show? It's all gone quiet with the uh, old Cherry Red record. Isn't it? it? All up. Maybe he's on holiday. Or maybe she doesn't want to do it. Bet she does. Maybe she's heard the show and realised it's rubbish. <laughs> well, I'm not listening to that Sam Fox box set. Until Anymore. We, until <laughs> until we poster have came it, with it confirmed. It, 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 it's on the um, floor of my car. What, the poster? I've not opened... <laughs> Yeah, stopping a lay bites. It's dogging. For one, safer that way. Um, Retro. There we go. This is a good one. Now, okay, which car, which country has got the busiest roads and its vehicles per kilometre of road network? India. No, vehicles per kilometre of road network. India Oz. is massive. So it's going to be somewhere small. Oz. Um. Jersey. We're not in the top ten. Why? Sorry? <laughs> We're not in the top ten. Well, that's... It's all... It's all... Um, how can we put this? It's all Asians. Oh, gosh. Um, it's pa- all Asian Pakistan. Countries. Nope. I mean, it's obvious. It's not. <laughs> not China. The other one. That's not that's not Japan Japan music. No, it's Chinese music. I couldn't do Japan music. I couldn't think of it. Um, Japan with six hundred twenty-eight point four vehicles per kilometer of road network. I went to Japan. There were cars there. Cat's voice is about to break, guys. Get put your blank tapes in, press record and play. This is going to be after the news. She's going to come back talking like this. Finally, finally, our balls have dropped. They are massive. They are very, very easy. You only squeeze them out one at a time. I don't even know what that means. That was vulgar. Listen, what's going to happen now is some adverts are going to play. I'm going to go. Then the news is going to play. While the adverts and news are playing, Catherine is going to make a coffee. Um, oh, am I? Yes, you are. And I'm going to go and have a waz. Then when we come back, we'll speak to Anne Moses. That's that. Could you not do it while you, after you've had a waz? Um, I, I can't because I don't wash my hands for medical reasons. <laughs> this is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAV. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 
Good evening, dear listener. Don't forget, at any point this week, if we feel the show is cooking with gas, we can uh, 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 call a hashtag radio lock-in and carry on past one o'clock. It's all been approved by the bosses. We do it once and we see how it goes. Um, we don't often get a guest that we've had on before on again, because generally you kind of think, well, that person came on and, you know, they said what they had to say and it was great. And but what else is there to say? Um, but we've had this next guest on before. And I, I, just because I, uh, A, I adore her, B, her book, um, uh, Meow, My Groovy Life with Tiger Beats Teen Idols, Teen Idols is brilliant. And C, because I don't think we even scratched the surface with what this woman has seen and has experienced. So I am more than thrilled to say, for the second time, and it's a rare honour, ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Anne Moses. Evening, Anne. Hello, Ian. Now, Anne, I've got beef with you. Oh, what about? I'm going to tell you. We have been communicating. We've been trying to set this up for ages. I, I get the feeling that we're both as flaky as each other. Um, and then we were messaging each other on Facebook, and I, I just checked in today just to check that we were all set, and you replied you thought we were doing this last week. Yep. But then I... Then, so That's I felt... Confusing. I felt bad, so then I scrolled through the messages, and you'd suggested today, you'd said the 29th. Did I really? <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. That's a, that's, a, that's a capsule of my life right now. <laughs> Getting things mixed up, you know. I scheduled dinner with friends. Yep. And there are two of these restaurants in, in Phoenix. Yeah. And I I sent them to one, and I, and I took us to the other one. Oh, <laughs> no! Oh. oh, yeah, we eventually got together, and it, it all worked out, but it's like, I don't know if it's, you know, senior moments yeah. or uh, just, uh, you know, I've got too many things in my brain at the moment. Um, listen, you mentioned Phoenix, and uh, for those who don't know, right, you were the editor, you were a writer, then you were an editor as a young lady in the 60s for Tiger Beat, which I don't think we got over here, but it was a huge, huge um, pop magazine in the states um h- how many issues did that sell uh well gee about um about three years after i came on board we were selling a half a million copies a month Flippin'. which was a really lot at that time yeah yeah oh it's a huge <laughs> and amount it, and it was a huge amount and we had a price increase during that period from 25 cents a copy to 35 cents <laughs> and eventually 50 cents wow. so you can see we were just rocking the chart <laughs> but also and i say that i don't think that was available over here but you did write was it the nme that you wrote for over here yes i did an america a weekly column called america calling and then lots of features because once they wanted to hear about the monkeys uh, then Tiger Beat gave me permission to reprint those and yeah. be paid for them, no less. Wow! Uh, by NME, like li- like their li- life stories and, yeah. and different things like that. And um, and I did some things for NME even before I started Tiger Beat in the way of of just some freelance articles about some of the the soul artists. Yeah. Um, hey, listen, anybody who can work out a way to get paid twice for the same work, same job, <laughs> oh, that is, that's that's the master stroke, isn't it really? 
Um, I guess it was my answer to being paid less as a woman. Yeah, well, yeah, and and that's true. And again, we mentioned this before, but let's address that. When you 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 is it now? Tell the it was it was in a desk, wasn't it? Was it your boss's desk that you found something? It was our yeah. We moved to a, we moved to new offices yeah. when I had been there about five and a half years, and um, and so my boss he got a new desk for his office. And I got his desk, which was nicer than the one I had, and I was all excited. And unfortunately, though, he left a list of what all the other editors were paid. And at that time, we had five or six different magazines by that point in time. And it turns out the mail editor of our newest magazine, which wasn't even making money yet, you know, it takes a while to build up and build an audience, um, he was being paid double what I was. So, unfortunately, that was the beginning of the end for me, uh, just because I was pretty crushed. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's just the way it went. Um, I, I could have taken their offer when they said, oh, we'll, we'll raise your salary to, you know, double what it is now. Please stay. And I was just... I was too bummed out and didn't didn't do it. But here's the thing. <laughs> it's still happening in 2017. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, there's a big scandal over here recently um, about people, uh, the, the, the salaries of people who work for the BBC were released. And um, uh, the, the, oh, the no. men were earning significantly more than the women for doing the same job. And I find it amazing in 2017. That's still a thing. I know. I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. You know, when are the good old boys going to quit running things? Yeah, I, I know. don't know. <laughs> um, now, listen. You mentioned you're in Phoenix, and of course, Phoenix got me thinking about. Uh, by the time I get to Phoenix, Glen Campbell, and I was wondering if mm-hmm. he, uh, who passed away recently, of course. And I'm a, I'm a huge Glen Campbell fan. I managed to interview him a couple of times, and he was an absolute gentleman to me. Did you ever get to meet Glen? Mm-hmm. I did uh, many times, and it was always in a very casual setting because he did so much session work. Yeah, uh, where he was he was doing you know playing guitar on other people's records, especially before he became a big star in his own right. Yeah, and so I would see him at you know when they were laying down a track for the monkeys when he was with the Wrecking Crew or. Or, you know, he would just be doing the guitar part on somebody else's album, and he'd be around the studios. And then little by little, he started, you know, doing his, did, having his hit songs, and he became guests on a lot of people's show. But then once he had the, the um, of course, he was on the, the, Tommy, the Smothers Brothers show yeah. a lot. And then once he got his own show, the... Glenn Campbell, Good Time Hour. Um, you know, I spent a week there when the Bee Gees were in town in 1968, uh, in January of 1968, because they, they were rehearsing the whole week to do his show at the end of the week. So it was always a matter of standing around, chatting with him, just very casual, like you say. Yeah. He was that same sweet Southern boy, that you know the country never never came out of the boy it it was always a part of him and he was just he was so nice and you know he was a good guy to be around i'm and, um, you know so- uh- 
it's, I mean, and, and, and you're right to mention the guitar playing because you mean an amazing voice, amazing hits. Um, but, 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 yeah. but, but, but the guitar playing, man. Funnily enough, um, I think it was just before he died. Me and me and Catherine were just Google uh, going on YouTube and typing in Glen Campbell guitar solos. Oh man, what that guy could do on a guitar is just incredible. It really is. It really is. And and you know he was writing music up until he couldn't write anymore and and uh he's left us with a lot of wonderful songs i'm having great fun here while i'm talking to you i'm i'm typing in your name into into google and then oh. and then, then clicking i've got all the dirt on you Anne, and clicking on the images and i'm just finding some brilliant pictures i've just tweeted one have a look at this picture i've tweeted uh, dear listener um it's a great picture it's you outside with the who and roger daltrey's got his full kind of pomp of hair pete townsend is wearing some kind of N- nero jacket of course with flowers on and pulling a silly face and keith moon's got a dirty look on him i mean it's just the, the people that you've met it's just amazing <laughs> tell me about the who what the, the, the what were the who like oh they were so much fun um, the thing is, you know, with the time those pictures were taken, it was very early in their career. Yeah. I think they had performed, I'm pretty sure they had performed at Monterey Pop, and they had done a, a little bit around Hollywood, but not any big stadium concerts or anything like that yet. And it was just a matter of... Um, they were being represented by Derek Taylor, and so he was the one who called me and said, "Oh, this great new group from England. You've got to, you've got to meet them, and and so on." And of course, I'd seen them at Monterey Pop, and you know, once you've seen the Who, yeah. and and at that time, it was they they were just groundbreaking at every every time they made an appearance. They did something new, something crazy. And it was the band you just, um, you know, didn't know what to expect, which was made them really different and, and so much fun. You know, when you knew you were going to be in for a really good surprise when you went to see The Who. And, you, well, you, and you, you could have been in for a bigger surprise, couldn't you? Didn't Roger Daltrey uh, <laughs> crack on to you? Uh, he, he, um, he made a pass at me. <laughs> and, um it. Yes, he he did. He he just did, you know invited me up to his his room, and I was just way too chicken to say, "Oh yeah, that you know that might be interesting." <laughs> <laughs> uh, they must have. You and must he, go on. Sorry. The, well, the picture of of me standing in front of him. I've got a black velvet, you know, uh, dress on, yeah. and it's at. It's at a, the record company party, but it, when that picture was being taken, he was asking me, and I was trying to be uh, as mature as I could and politely decline, and and he was really nice about it. It's kind of like, you know, and I, I think I asked him, well, what would we be going up to your room for? And he said, he said to have a little fun. And uh, you know, I I I I believe in no regret, but I suppose if I could have one do over, I I wouldn't I wouldn't. Uh, you do wouldn't you do over, that. Roger. Um, and this is the thing, and I want to say this because I think it's important to say this. 
Um, and you met all of these huge stars, and we'll talk again about Elvis. I've just posted a brilliant picture of you with Elvis. Um, but you, you were, for the most part, you were chased, weren't you? I mean, C-H-A-S-T-E. You, you didn't, you didn't sleep with, with the pop stars, apart from, from a Bee Gees that you had a, a serious relationship with. Um, but right. all of your and, colleagues... And the one, and the one I, you know, decided to lose my virginity yeah. to, he counts too. Um, and, but that was, that was, uh... Uh, pretty quick. <laughs> who, who was, who was, hang on a minute, am I allowed to ask, I can't remember if it's in the book or not, who was the one you lost your virginity to? Oh, well, he was the former Mouseketeer, who then was the lead singer of the Standells, Dick Dodd. Um, okay. You know the Standells song, Dirty Water? Oh, yeah. Really big, you know, yeah. like in Boston, and, and they were, they were a famous garage band, and of course they toured with the Raiders, that's how I met Dick and and uh, and you met Dick, yeah, so to speak. I don't want to be too vulgar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Anne. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. Um, but 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 you also you found out, and 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 the the book is brilliant, right? Because a I love all those pop stars, but also I think it's a really interesting insight as to what it was like to be a woman doing doing a proper you know doing a job in what was you know yes. still perceived as a man's industry. And you mentioned the salary, but you found out much much later mm-hmm. that loads of your colleagues thought you you were sleeping around, and that's how you got the good stories. Not that you were good at your job, but you were kind of giving out favors to get the stories. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what that's what I guess. You know the the bosses at Tiger Beat thought uh, because they're the ones who who gave me the nickname, which I didn't really appreciate. But um, you know, it I just couldn't have done it any other way. I yeah. wasn't, you know, I wasn't a groupie. Not that there's anything wrong with being a groupie, nope. but it's just I I just that wasn't who I was, and uh, you know, I really wasn't. I was adventurous. I would say more than some of my friends, but not as adventurous as to, you know, embrace every part of, you know, peace, love, and rock and roll. <laughs> um, you, um, again, I'm looking at these these wonderful, wonderful pictures of Elvis, and when you came on, you talked a lot about being at the Elvis 68 comeback special, or the Christmas show, whatever whatever it was called. Um, one, one thing, I, my problem with that show, the guy with the tambourine, you know that that you, you, that bit where he's where you you can be seen quite prominently in the where Elvis is playing with all the old guitar players in the, in the it's sort of in the round. There's a dude in the audience right, with, yeah. with with a tambourine. Was that did that guy bring his own tambourine? Because that ruins it for me. I honestly don't remember okay. seeing that. My... I think I was concentrating too much on <laughs> you know <laughs> on Elvis. You know who I was looking up at from two feet away, so I I really didn't notice him, and I certainly didn't in the the in production. Right, but the, yeah, that kind of throws me off. I would wonder what's going on too. Yeah, yeah. Why why would you why would you know? I'm, I'm stupid, of course. Why would you notice a tambourine when you're sat two feet away from Elvis? Uh, <laughs> and you, what's well, a stupid question? Um, and obviously, it's been the anniversary of Elvis's death recently. Uh, Forty years, man. Forty yeah. years. Wow. Um, and on the radio, there's been loads of kind of old documentaries about him, and I've been I've been kind of dipping into those. But you you met him quite a few times, and you were I mean, would you say you were friends with Elvis? Did you ever go Did you ever go to uh, to Graceland's when he was there? No, and 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 I wouldn't say I was his friend. I mean, okay. I was 
he was so insulated and isolated, yep. you know, by by choice. And um, and so the times that I did get to talk with him face to face and be in the front row at, at the at the at the concert, um, you know, in Vegas, uh, those were really fortunate circumstances that put me in those places. Yep. But, you know, Elvis, I mean, he just had such a tight circle of friends. And, and why in the world would he ever be interested in, you know, a new friend like me? I don't, you know, I just, I don't think I fit in his world. And, um, but he was, he was such a gentleman to me. And he was everything I hoped he would be when I did get the chance yeah. to, to speak with him, which was very brief, you know, on the set of, um, of Change of Habit. And, you know, I'd say we, we maybe spent five minutes total talking, and that was a big enough thrill for me. I don't know if I could have <laughs> taken any more. Change of... For those who don't know, because I only found out about Change of Habit is an Elvis movie. It's the last kind of movie he made where he acts in it, I think. And it's, it's a bit of an obscure yes. one, because it came out after the 68 comeback special. And he... Um, he the Change of Habit, isn't it? Sally Fields is a nun, and he has an affair with her. Is that the plot to that movie? Uh, that's, well, uh, no, it, it actually is, he plays, he plays a psychiatrist. Oh, does he now? Uh, of, of all things. Yeah. Um, and he, and it's Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore, and, that's and, it, thank you. And she, she does play a nun, and they, they aren't romantic in the movie because she's a chase, you know, she's a, a nun, and, you know, but they, uh, they kind of eye flirt with each other. Can you eye but flirt with a, a nun? Other... I think that's still a sin. I think that's bad, <laughs> bad news. Probably, probably. You know, I'd have to. I'd have to look it up. Um, <laughs> but um, but on the set, yeah, it was a whole other story. Yeah, you know, it was Mary Tyler Moore, and while I was on the set, after she and Elvis filmed one scene. They then laid on this blanket for a half an hour, and I described this pretty much in, in detail yeah. in the book. And, and, I mean, the production people are around, the extras are around, I'm around, and they just kind of laid on this blanket and made out. What? What? And they didn't stop. And, I mean, <laughs> she was married to, to her husband, Grant Tinker. He was married to Priscilla still at the time. And it was just odd. I didn't know if this was a part of Hollywood I hadn't seen before. Because wow. I'd, I'd gotten a lot of surprises on different sets. Yeah. You know, the way Hollywood people act differently than other people. Yeah. But I was just, I just was kind of blown away. And they really, they look like two teenagers. Isn't that neither one of them were teenagers. No, they're both married uh, adults. Um, I, I, yes. Uh, I was a weird kid growing up um, um, because I like uh, in the eighty. I was you know I was born in seventy three. So in the eighties, I was listening to the Monkees and the Beatles and the Who, and also, I think one of the most underrated pop singers of our time is uh, Mr. David Cassidy. Genuinely, I think he's brilliant. I think his solo albums more so than the Partridge Family stuff. I think his so his, his first four solo albums are pop masterpieces. Um, now again, he's another mm-hmm. gentleman that's that's not very well at the moment with with uh, dementia, th- Alzheimer's, I think. Um, right, uh, right. I have heard that David Cassidy could be um, 
he could be full of himself and a bit of a dick. And I and I wondered what your dealings with Cassidy were, and, and, and if he was a bit. Um, he, he, even recently, people that have met him have said he 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 thinks you know he's, he's still a huge star. Well, my impression was always by the time the Partridge family and David came along, that's when I was you know o- older than twenty one. Yeah. I was twenty two, twenty three. Oh, you were past it so then, Anne. Yeah, <laughs> I was really getting old then, <laughs> and um, and so I I it was like a different experience than I had with the monkeys. Yeah. The monkeys, I felt like they were peers. We yeah. were just about the same age, and and that just seemed like a very um, uh, I hate to overuse the word, but organic situation. Yeah, you know, we were very comfortable together. With David, he was kind of a young kid in my eyes. You know, he was a young teenager, so it's not like I were was enamored with with you know with love, and um, and so it was it was more a business transaction. And with David, the the fame came on so so fast, and he had a really hard time dealing with it. And and my my theory is that it was because. He, he was a child that had no support system. Yeah. His mom lived back east. His dad really didn't give him the time of day, you know, even though he craved that from his father. And, um, and so he, he kind of went through this very difficult um, experience like a loner. You know, he was, yeah. he was all on his own, having to make adult decisions and, and, you know, work his tail off, and um, so nothing that ever happened during that time surprised me. I mean, he tried—he tried his his darndest to outwit me and and get lost when it was time to do an interview. Yeah. You know, he was kind of a punk, and but it was like it was understandable just because he. Um, he, he was really going through this whole, you know, it, 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 uh, I, I observed so many people in Hollywood go through this whole transition of being an everyday person that maybe has dreams and aspirations, and then, and then you know, a week later, they're a worldwide superstar, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just overwhelming for them, and some of them do okay with it, and some of them, it really messes them up. And uh, you were saying he's been called egotistical. Uh, that's that's my impression. You know, not I haven't seen him since those days. And I, but I read his biography, and the biography was like, really, you know, you have to tell us, you know, how big your manhood is three three different times in the book does, you know like does, are it? you trying to convince us and 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 it it's just it just kind of made me scratch my head a little bit um i, I tell you what's great as well uh, your website and and it's and without the e a double n moses.com it's a great website right and i would be a couple of things Thank that, you. Oh, oh it's brilliant and a couple of things again i'm going to tweet all the links to this so don't worry um <laughs> the playboy club Bunny Manual. <laughs> what the hell now, were you thinking? Well, isn't but isn't that funny? I mean, I just I got that idea, uh, I, you know, to to write a book 
Yes. And and I wanted to call it How the Bunnies Do It. <laughs> I that was, oh, that's a great title. That, and that, that was a title that was, you know, approved by Hugh Hefner. He said he approved for me to have that title and to write the book. But the book was going to be about how the bunnies, the Playboy bunnies, keep their figures through yep. diet and exercise. Yep. And and I I I met with the bunny mother. Um, she got the okay from Hugh Hefner that I could write this book. And then I don't know, life happened. I didn't write the book, and I didn't interview any of the girls, which would have been fascinating. Yeah. You know, no end back in those days because. Um, uh, it just, I, I, I really, I feel like that's one that I shouldn't have passed up. Yeah. You know, some, something must have intervened, whether it was stories for NME or they're going somewhere for Tiger Beat. But that would have been really a neat experience to kind of have a little more of the inside story. You know, not like Gloria Steinem, who became a bunny undercover, mm. you know, wow. to tell the real behind-the-scenes story. But it it just would have been eh, it would have been really fun and a neat thing to do and I didn't follow through but I couldn't not mention it because you know uh, here I am in 2017 I'm going geez Hugh Hefner said yeah go ahead and do this I mean today that he'd go well yeah if you want to pay us a million dollars to use that title and yeah yeah oh, yeah of lost. course you'd have to license I mean, it and everything think about it. um. And, go- and this was, you got the bosses, okay, go for it. I'm going to ask you one more geeky musical question, because you, you've, you've been and seen things that I can only dream of. Now, I'm a huge Beach Boys fan, and um, uh, uh, and they've recently released this wonderful two-CD set of, of outtakes and stuff recorded in 1967. And one of the things is this oh. album that they were going to release, and it's been on bootleg for years, they were going to release it, they went to Hawaii, to record a, a, a live album called Laid in Hawaii, Ho Ho Ho. Um, and it was this weird kind of stripped back before the Beatles and the White Album guys, this weird stripped back concert where they're, they're playing really stripped down instruments and versions of, and slow stoned versions of their songs. You were at that concert. I was. And, you know, I've been told, uh, uh, well, it, it's actually uh, the man that writes their fan magazine. It's called Endless Summer. It's a it's an ongoing yeah. today you know magazine, and and he wrote me and said you were at that concert. Did you you know what was it like? I mean, everybody says they were all on LSD, <laughs> and I said, well, little old naive me, I was just hanging out with Dino, Dizzy, and Billy and the Raiders, and they were getting ready, you know, they had already gone on stage, of course, Yeah. and and I'm not even sure if I stayed through the whole concert, <laughs> I'm so sorry to say, but it's like, I didn't know that was going on, yeah. and now you're telling me I have a chance to hear it, I'm, I'm going to do that. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's a bit of an anticlimax, to be honest. <laughs> I've heard the bootlegs oh. for years, and then the CD came out. I thought, oh, wonderful. And it's you can see why it wasn't released. Oh. It's not okay, that good. That it's not their sense. finest moment. Um, and I love this about you, because this was your job, you know. And, and here's me, you know, going, <laughs> wow, you saw this Beach Boys concert. Wow, you met The Who. But um, 
It was your job. And people say this about my job. Your job must be so exciting and so glamorous. Well, it's not glamorous. And the excitement has kind of worn off because I come in every day and I do this and uh, and it, it pays the yeah. mortgage and it feeds the kids. That must have <laughs> happened to you at some point. You, you know, you just... You're going into work one day, perhaps even some days going, oh, God, I really don't want to go in today and interview Paul Revere and the Raiders or, or go and, you know, meet whoever it is you've got to meet that day. Did that did that ever happen or was every day a wonderful excitement filled experience for you? Well, I would say that the early years were I never knew what the day was going to bring and. So I looked forward to every day, and yeah. and and then and then it would would exceed my expectations, you know, with with where I'd be and who I'd be with, and and the the luster never wore off when when we were, um, you know, by the time we were writing about the Partridge Family and the Brady Bunch, uh, you know, also kids that were younger than me. At that point in my career. I was getting more and more into what kind of contest can we run to sell more magazines. I, I was interested in the marketing. I was interested in in how the pages were laid out. Yeah. I mean, I got I got very OCD about it. And but I'm I'm a really organized person. You might not believe that from us, you know, <laughs> well, missing our phone call. Yeah. Or, you know, probably my fault. But I mean, I love. I'm like Martha Stewart before Martha Stewart. Yeah, and and I love the organization of it. I would plan where every ad would go, and where it would get good coverage. But it didn't detract from who we were featuring on the rest of the page, and and so I got into all those intricacies. And so I I again loved going to work, and um, but for a different reason. Yeah. And and I know if I had stayed, I, I really feel like, you know, some of the groups that, that Sharon Lee ended, ended up reporting on, she took over my job when mm. I left. And, I mean, here she was going out on the set of um, uh, John Travolta's TV show mm. and the Fonz's, you know, Happy Days. I, I saw the Happy Days pilot. Uh, just before I left Hollywood, and um, and so I would have been on some of those sets yeah. and writing about those people, and how fascinating might they have been, you know? Particularly with what how John Travolta's career has gone, yeah. how Ron Howard's career has gone, and Henry Weekler. So I think um, you know the interesting people would have been nonstop had I had I kept after it. Um, do you ever speak to any of the pop stars? Because a load of these pop stars, Mark Lindsay from the Raiders, who weren't particularly weren't big over here at all, but are a great band, by the way. You should check out, guys. Mark Lindsay yeah. and Mickey Dolenz of the Monkees are doing a tour. You know, the Beach Boys are still round in various forms. Do you ever speak to any of the the, the pop stars that you interviewed back in the day? Well, I had a wonderful reunion with the Monkees, uh, Peter and Mickey. Three years ago when oh. they came here locally. Oh, brilliant. And then, oh, yeah, so that was awesome. And, I mean, Peter and I had a half an hour talk, and it was just, we really caught up. It was fantastic. Oh, that's lovely. Mickey gave me, Mickey gave me a couple of minutes. 
and my well. and Michael snuck out the snuck out the door. I even have the picture of him sneaking out the door. Because Nesmith and never wanted to talk to you in the sixties. Did he still not want to talk to you <laughs> fifty years later? He's still running away from you. Exactly. <laughs> He's That's still brilliant. running away from me. That's... You know, it's like, what's with that? <laughs> I would like him to answer that question. <laughs> what's with that, Michael? Oh, good for Peter, though. That's great that he, he gave you so much and time. Then, and then, speaking of the Raiders, um, you know, I was reunited with Jim Valley, who was, was one of the Raiders yep. from, uh, he was in 67 and 68, and he was Harpo. Yeah. And he, when he had his 70th birthday party, it was it's one of the neatest parties I've ever been to. <laughs> you know, he played on stage with his kids. The, the, oh. This rock and roll band played all night. I was sore from dancing all night. It was just, it was just fantastic. So, and I hope to to you know have the opportunity to speak to some of the, the others. Um, I missed Nikki was in town a week or two ago. Um, I'm going to have to do some traveling if I want to. I would. Have- Pay, I would pay, people. Anne, to hear you interviewing Mark Lindsay again from Paul Revere and the Raiders. I would pay to hear that. Well, I was hoping that tour was going to come close by, and uh, because I, I would love to talk to him again. I mean, it's been so many years. Yeah. And with Peter, it was as if no time had passed at all. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, well, I mean, and, and of course, I had delusions of... If I if I could just gather enough money so I could travel to some of these people's homes and just do a half an hour YouTube interview yeah. of all the people I used to write about, wouldn't wouldn't that be so much fun and kind of show where they're living and yeah. what their life turned out like and and just bring everybody up to date just like I'm bringing myself up yeah. to date. So. That's that's still on the list, the to do list. If I could, well, you know, make it happen. Here's, it, here's the it thing: you've, you've got to, you've got to do it kind of soon because you, you know these guys are in their seventies now. You know, and we saw last <laughs> year that I, I don't. As am I? But well, I know, but you know, I don't want to say it because it's a miserable thought. Do you miss it? Do you miss? It? I know that you kind of you you, you left um, the magazine um, when you found out that you were getting paid half of what some other dude was getting paid for a magazine that had only just started. And also your first husband, he had, in inverted commas, he had a normal job, didn't he? And and, and found you mixing with pop stars a little bit weird. Yeah, he he was uncomfortable with it, you know. And, um... And, yeah, I did did stop. I, I never had a job that that was so rewarding... As that one. Yeah. Except when I became a mom. Yeah. Now, I, I have to say, that's been my greatest job my, of my life. So, uh, you know, I, I'm back, you know, back in the real world, not in Hollywood, but but raising my son with my husband, we we just, we both, that's the, you know, that's the best show we've ever been to. Yeah. <laughs> Is it with one son you've got? No, two. Two sons. And do, do they... Two do, do they... They must They must be so impressed. I mean, they, they, they're probably bored of it now, as, as, as all kids... My kids are bored oh, of me doing this. Oh, are kidding? Go on. I would... I would... I would be... I would be, you know, when they were in junior high school or whatever, I'd say, Hey, you guys, Mom's on TV with Elvis. You want to come see? And they go, We've already seen it, Mom. <laughs> of course. And... <laughs> 
And it's like, you know, they just roll their eyes, and it's like, enough already. And then, but then, um, when my son, oh, it was probably five years ago, my son was, a, at that point in time, he was an assistant pro at a country club. Now he's a PGA head pro. Um, you know, he's an amazing golfer, but... but he went and saw the Who in Denver, yeah. and of course he posted the picture in the audience. He goes, "Mom, I'm at the I'm at the Who concert in Denver," wow. and he said, "I hate to tell you, but I don't understand any of the words." <laughs> oh, I love it! <laughs> you know, it kind kind of came full circle. It's yeah. like he he knew that it would be cool to go see the Who, yeah, but he didn't even know what they were singing. So it's like, oh well. <laughs> Um, what's next, Dan? What, what's the What's the next project? Are you going to do another book, or, or what's What's happening? No, I I just hope to uh, keep up with book sales and answering questions. And um, to tell you the truth, there has been a, a bit of interest in maybe making the book into a TV show. Oh, hello and, now! Yes! Oh, is, I mean, doesn't that just sound like out-of-this-world crazy? But, Who's going to um, play you? <laughs> I just... The whole concept of it just, to me, is so exciting. Yeah. Who wouldn't like to be carried back to those times? Oh, I mean, man. that's the response I've gotten on the book. Oh, yeah. you took me back to my yeah. childhood. Oh, gosh, it was, it was so great remembering those awesome years. Yeah. So it's the, it's the nostalgia part that I think would just be, yeah. you know, a hit with more than just the, the baby boomer generation, but the ones that followed, mm. you know, even if they're watching it because that's the way you, their parents you know, we're carrying on. It would, it would, you never know what's going to happen. And yeah, you, the, the book is superb. And I, you know, I, I urge you to go out and buy it. It's on Amazon. You can get it from Anne's website. It's called Meow My Groovy Life with Tiger Beats Teen Idols. It's an absolute joy. You can also go to annmoses.com. That's Anne without the E. And, and have a read of that because there's blogs and there's stuff. And uh, honestly, it's such a thrill to talk to you. Uh, you, you are welcome on. Anytime you want, but we, just make sure we both oh. agree on the date next time, please. Is that okay? <laughs> it's a promise. And I love you. Thank you so much for coming on. I'll speak to you again soon. It was great to talk to you. Thanks so much for calling. Take care. Bye-bye. I love it. I love her. And the book is an absolute gem. It really is a good read. You know me, I wouldn't... If, if a book ain't no good, I'm going I'm to tell you. It's a cracking, cracking read. We've got 15 minutes of the show left. I've missed all the ad breaks, so let's squeeze them into this. No rules nocturnal nattering for nightbirds, nurses, and Nosferatu! <laughs> Alright, cool. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I love... Uh, Catherine is back. I love Hi. Anne so much. Yeah. She's so nice. She's so nice. And the things that she's... The people she's met, they're all my heroes. She's met all of my heroes when they were at their prime or just before they reached their prime. Uh, on the website, she's posted... She was on... Um, gosh, it was June. And she's posted the interview on her website. Can I, may I read... You may. May I read what she's written? Lucky me. Doing an interview with Ian Lee took me straight back to the 60s when I got to hang out with all the groovy British groups. <laughs> oh, that swoon-worthy accent. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. 
There we go. There we go, you see, ladies and gentlemen. Well, she wants this one Good. For, for tomorrow, so I will... Her website's brilliant, it. by the way. Genuinely brilliant. And, 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 and I, I, hope, I hope you dug that, guys, because I know not, not everyone's into the 60s music as much, much as I am, but I just think to speak to someone who was there... I mean, that, that was... Even if you got nothing out of it, to hear that Elvis was making out with Mary Tyler Moore on the floor of the set of A Change of Habit... Well, if, everyone else was there. In front of Elvis, you dirty, dirty dog. Dirty dog. Flipping at call, calls. We've got uh, nine minutes because I, I muffed up the ads. Call straight to air for nine minutes. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm in that kind of mood. Um, I'm in that kind of mood. Um, which country has the most prisoners? Oh, God. <laughs> most prisoners. All right. Well, I'm thinking of somewhere quite draconian. Yeah. Um, Thailand. Uh, no, that's sixth with two hundred eighty-six thousand eight hundred sixty-one. Okay, um, the most prisoners, America. Yeah, of course it is with over two million. Then it's China. It's China's next, and there's a difference of about half a million betwixt China and America. Cripes. Well, because the Chinese kill them all. Um, they, they shave their heads and make wigs for Victoria Beckham. No, they don't, guys. They don't. That's um, that's um, that's a joke. Um, it's a very dark joke. Well. You know, sometimes, uh, my, my, years and years ago, when I was at um, university doing performing arts, we used to have a bloke called uh, Paul Delake, who was there. He was a lovely bloke. I met him a few years back, and, he's, and he was lovely. Such a nice bloke. But at the time, he had long hair, and he was, remember that character on The Far Show? A little bit way, a little bit wall. Yeah. It was exactly like him. It's like, and he looked like him. I'm thinking, where have they got this? And um, uh, he went off, some of them formed a sort of theatre group and went off around the country doing little tours. And um, it, <laughs> I, can't really, I don't know why I'm saying that, because you said it was dark. And um, they were at one place in Devon, I think it was. I think it was Devon. And they were sort of in the, being, in, being met by the person who ran the theatre and stuff. And um, there was a, a, a poster up for a black comedy. Oh, God. And Paul said... Yeah, well, um, it's great that you're giving, um, you know, uh, um, ethnic groups uh, a, a place to come and perform. It's a great line, isn't it? Was he doing a joke? No, 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 no. Was, he was, he was, was he like... was being dumb. Wow. He was being dumb. A black comedy. Gosh, it's a strange phrase. Why black humour? Why black humour? Uh, because black darkness, darkness. Yeah, darkness. I suppose. Yeah. The Darkness were ne- weren't a very good band. Oh, but I thought they were fun. You never got to interview them. No, I thought they were. I thought their music and video image was fun. Well, yeah, man. I think he had problems. They they took themselves. Let's because they came on a show I did, my breakfast show I did on on TV called Rise. They came on. Did they have I, their nipples out? No, I, I can't remember. I, but I remember I liked the album. Half the album was great. Half of it was rubbish. Mm. I don't know if it stands the test of time. But get your hands off of my woman. Hilarious. MS is a great song. Get your hands off of my woman, mother funkster. It's a great song. But they took themselves, uh, yeah. they took themselves very seriously. And then the second album, I believe, they spent an absolute fortune getting Queen's producer and a shed load of cocaine. And um, it sold about seven copies, unfortunately. <laughs> copies. Seven copies of that. But um, I believe in the thing called love. Just I told you that's what they wanted me to do on Stars in Their Eyes, mm. was, was that. I can see why. Well, no. They were just thinking about your stature and... I wanted to be Beyonce. Well... They wouldn't let me be Beyonce. 
Although they did let Russell Thingy Kane be Beyonce, didn't they? Mm, no, that was um, Let's Dance for Comic Relief. All right. That was on that. Mm. That was, but then they they uh, uh, I I wanted to be a black woman on there, and they said they they stopped people blacking up, yeah, and they stopped they weren't really keen on people cross dressing. Cross dressing, no, they they kind of said yeah. we've kind of had enough of those. Oh, but that's 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 the way it goes. That's the way it goes. I did. I think I got. Did I get? No, I didn't get paid for that. Didn't you? No, I didn't mm. get paid for that. You got paid for your teeth. We got. Um, well, they were going to pay to fix my teeth because I fell off the stage, knocked myself out and chipped my teeth. Uh, and they sent me to a private place and the private place was going to do it. And it was like about seven or eight grand. And so I went to the to an NHS and he said, well, yeah, we can do it. It's 49 quid. I went, oh, just do that. Fix that tooth. But then it fell out. Where is it? I can't remember where it is. That what have they fixed? Well, there's a tooth. I can't remember which one it is now. There's a tooth with a chip in it at the front. Yeah. And they fixed that. They stuck a bit on, but then it fell out. Well, because you pay 49 quid rather well, than seven grand, mate. Well, exactly. But, um, um, and we got, um, I remember we got um, a talking to by, it was me, Aid Edmondson, Chesney Hawks, and Toya Wilcox and another 80s per- Oh, um, oh, it was Claire Grogan. Lovely Claire Grogan. Yeah. They were doing one. <laughs> There was that um, Lee Nelson, who was furious that he didn't win. Oh, really? Furious he didn't win. He does try very hard. Um, To be funny. Who else was there? Who else was there? We we all bonded so well. It was fun doing it. Um, But we got a good old talking to by um, the, um, the charity man. The charity man. The charity man. You know, the charity man who's behind Comic Relief. Oh, yes. Um, not not Len with Henworth. No, 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 no. Richard Curtis. That's it. Married to? Um, Emma Freud. Yeah, and we got a good old talking to before the show, telling us, just us in the dressing room, in the, in the green room, telling us what we were doing it for and how it would help. Real, Real downer to the real downer, downer. Vibe. not inspirational. No, it was not. I said, I, was, I said to Ed Emerson, "Why?" I mean, I get it, but it really killed the mood a bit. How did he do it? Did he do it in that kind of? Because I got a phone call once. Really nice bloke. Really nice bloke, and I love Emma Freud. I think she's fantastic. I met her once with you, and she was delightful. She wasn't she? She she made a no. joke about us. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she's she was funny. nice. I like Emma Freud a lot. I like them both, but I just thought before, right before. I mean, phone us up. I mean, it's great, of course, that we knew what we were doing it for. Because you know, I think it was to put egos to one side yeah. was the thing. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was buzzkill. He thought it was a buzzkill. scene in one of his films and it'd be underlaid with some soft piano <laughs> yeah. music. Um, I once got a phone call from the NSPCC Uh-oh. who I was giving a, a pound, a, no, two yeah. pound a month to because yeah. that's what they asked for in the advert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, for years, for years, even when I couldn't afford it because the advert was good. And I got kept getting phone calls and the final one I got where I said, please, can you stop? ringing me up because I only give you £2 a month and that cost you about four. <laughs> that phone call. It was really long. There was this guy with a lovely radio voice. Hi, can I talk to you about Michael? Yeah. Now, Michael... And he did that st- like a story. Oh, no. Come on, And Mike. he said, so if you could just give us £2 a month, I went, yeah, I've been doing that for about five years. <laughs> could you give us four? That's what you're doing. Can you give, yeah. make it four? 
Just give us a phone up and say, look, hello, we're, we're from the NSPC. Thank you so much for the money you give you. On, uh, give us, honestly, it's brilliant. We really appreciate it. He didn't I know, know I was giving. Uh, he was phoning because I'd bought some Christmas cards. You, and then you go, well, you know, and I, look, I know I'm chancellor. I know stuff is tight. You're giving us two quid a month. It's brilliant. Is there any chance you give us four quid a month? Is that? No? All right. I'm sorry to bother. That's how you do it. Yeah. Don't give me the long drop story. And that's why I'm not getting paid £750,000 to head a charity. Mm Mm-hmm. These things, um, these things happen. Um, well, dear listener, that is it. We have come to the end. Um, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Anne. Oh, God, I love her so much. Um... If I uh, if I got a time machine uh, after I'd gone back in time and made love to me, I'd get a time machine and go back to 1967 and meet her. Right. Just for, just for chat. I feel sorry for past you that's going to meet you in the future, because he doesn't know what's coming. It's con- well, well, he doesn't. He it, didn't ask for that. It's consenting. It, we consent. I'm not going to. How do you know? I'm not going to rape myself. You don't know. You don't know how you feel. Of course, I consent. Would you? I generally do. Anyway, back to night at ten, don't I? <laughs>